I hate the fact that it's cool to be black these days. Good. I hate this hip-hop fucking influence on white fucking suburbia. Good. And I hate Tabitha Soren and all her Zionist MTV fucking pigs telling us we should get along. Save the rhetorical bullshit, Hillary Rodham Clinton, because it ain't gonna fucking happen. Open our eyes. Every night, thousands of these parasites stream across the border. Over two million illegal immigrants bedding down in this state tonight. million dollars just to lock up a bunch of illegal immigrants, criminals. There's nothing funny going on here. This is about your life and mine. Statue of Liberty, it says, give me your tired, your hungry, your poor. Well, it's Americans who are tired and hungry and poor. And I say until you take care of that, close the fucking book. going on and I don't see anybody doing anything about it and he fucking pisses me off this isn't our fucking neighborhood it's a battlefield
Good motherfucking evening, chat. How's everyone doing tonight? Thank you all very, very much for being here. It's another episode of the Eagles Nest. We got a good one for you tonight. We got Brother Dark Enlightenment joining us soon, but right now it's just me and my loyal co-host, Brother Akila. How are you doing, Bubba? I couldn't be better, man. Racial greetings to you, racial greetings to the chat. Super fired up. I think I'm going to be able to actually look at the chat tonight. It's going to be amazing. Nice. Oh, yeah, you got the, the, the computer up and running. Uh, chat, yeah. tell me how I sound tonight. I'm trying something different with my mic. I'm hoping it will sound cleaner. I was listening to my replays, and uh, I don't know how long, and I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but I'm super critical of everything I do. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how long or if anybody else noticed it, but I had like a really weird, almost like, I don't know, I had a weird thing in my mic, almost like a wet or a metallic sound to my mic. It sounded fucked up. It had like noise in it, and I think it was because I was using a, a certain setting on this uh, app that I have, and I... Hopefully it's doing better. But anyways, what's up, family? How's everyone doing tonight? Rock, what's up, brother? Gibbs Bananas, what's up, family? Oh, shit. Holy fucking shit. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we're starting off great tonight. Thank you all very, very much for all that uh, already. Falcon, what's up, brother? How are you doing? Thank you very much. Nick, what's up, fam? Hail to you. Uh, facing Flint, best intro in the game. Thank you very much, brother. I greatly appreciate it. Me and Tipsy worked hard on that fucking thing. Uh, Lady Mjolnors, <laughs> thank you very much. She says, are we going free yet? Asking for no white guilt. Uh, you know, I went free a long time ago. I don't know what the fuck his problem is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what chains he's, he's, he's shackled down by. <laughs> I don't know what Jewish chains Jason is shackled down by, but I broke them motherfuckers a long time ago. Sorry about his bad luck. Thank you very much, sis. And I'm glad you said that because we actually do have, uh, we'll probably get to that First, since we got a little time before DE shows up, we'll probably go ahead and play Dandelion made us a video about our uh, our homosexual uh, uh, other. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call him, that fucking faggot. <laughs> Jason Cohen, how about that? We'll just call him that, that fucking faggot. Uh, so we'll go ahead and probably play that Accurate. after we say what's up to everybody. Uh, Pocket Sand, what's up? I don't think I've ever seen you around. Uh, what's up, family? Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, Lady Mjolnir, uh, Shar Fear, what's up, fam? How are y'all doing? Uh, Chihuahua, what's up, brother? Guys, I'm gonna be on uh, Kvetch game tomorrow with Chihuahua, so uh, don't miss that. Seeing Red, what's up, Bub? Nigger hating Dave, what's up, Bubba? Gibbs Bananas, Dandelion, what's up, family? Boris, Nazi Dice, uh, who else we got here? Tay, what's up? Chain Reaction, Bush, Schmitty, what's up, family? Homa Talk, what's up, Bubba? Pagan Bear, what's up, brother? Uh, Polly J and Pagan Bear, thank you very much. Yeah, I hope it sounds, yeah. Hopefully it's, when I listen to the replay, hopefully I've gotten rid of that thing. I was worried, um, it's bothering me. I'm super autistic about that shit, though. Uh, anyhow, thank you, guys. Uh, Nazi Dice, Facing Flint, what's up, family? Who else do we got here? To Toby Fisher, I don't think I've seen you around. Welcome aboard, thank you for being here, I appreciate it. Uh, let's see, here we go. Uh, Chef, what's up, brother? Thank you very much. Yes, hit the fire button, or you are indeed a nigger. I greatly appreciate y'all hitting the fire button. It like helps these weird ass algorithms and shit. Uh, so yeah. Um, who else we got here? I think that gets us to the top. Oh, daddy's daddy's data dumper. What's up, brother? I can uh, actually see the chat tonight. It's so good. Yeah, so much cool. Uh, I actually have to cover the chat for when we're act when we get into the conversation. I actually cover the chat. With my with my voice modulator app thing because I will fucking read the chat and totally fuck I'm retarded so I'll totally forget everything we've been talking about 
up until that point. You know what I mean? So I have to be very careful. That's why I miss a lot of people's comments and shit. And guys, uh, I'm not ignoring y'all. Uh, I'm just retarded. So I have to keep the chat covered up. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So if you're trying to get, uh, if you're trying to get my attention, tag me, do it a couple times. You're not going to bother me. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see it a lot of the times I got my shit covered up. I, so. I can finally help tonight. So we'll test my retard a little bit. Yeah, uh, Mackerel, what's up, brother? Yes, this is the white spot positive fear for Westman of the Apollonian spirit. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what we do here. Yeah, we're not we're not white people here. We're we're we- we're Apollonian Westmen, huh? Yeah, we're Apollonian Westmen. Fuck out of here! What a faggot! What a miserable faggot he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not gonna go free of his fucking FBI overlords, bro. They own his uh, last year. Fuck, man. Uh, speaking of, well, before we get into miserable effects, I do want to play this. Since we're talking about no white guilt, let's go ahead and get this done. Let me get this up. We're going to play Dandelion's video real quick. Uh, and let me reply to Dark Enlightenment. Kunta Kinte Fisher. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, let me get this pulled up. Boom. Boom, boom. Oh, my God. Is it gonna and now we have there the we one go. and oh, only oh, Mark oh, oh. Cop. Pause, pause. All right. All right, there we go. Uh, I need to share this with you, Brother uh, Akila. Boom. Uh, let me know what's going on with the Echo. I still am so, I'm such a nigger, dude. I swear I'm such a nigger. I have this thing downloaded, voice meter, to pipe all this audio through so we don't have to worry about the echo anymore. But because I don't care about my co-host or any of my guest tequila, <laughs> I just have not sat down and took the time to fucking dick with it. I'm sorry, brother. I will figure this yeah, thing out. We man, Johnny. We don't hold uh, it against you, brother. <laughs> Hello, motherfucker. Uh-oh, Kofi. What's up, Kofi? Thank you very much. Let me get over here and get that open. I should have it open anyway. I love that every time I, I type in, it's funny, every time I type in Kofi to go to, like, to, uh, in my address bar, fucking Kofi Kingston comes with a fucking nigger. <laughs> like, his name <laughs> autofills in the thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know if you want me to, I'm not going to say that name out loud over there on Kofi, but they say, glad to catch the show live, take care, and stay safe. Thank you very much, uh, brother. I appreciate it, and I'm glad you catch the show live, man. I always love it when people can catch the show live. I appreciate all the, the replays as well, though, man. Thank you very much for that. I greatly appreciate it, brother. Uh, all right, man. What was I doing? Shane, what's up, Shane? How are y'all doing? Uh, I don't think we got any, nobody in the sh- chat, Shane. So, anyhow, what's up, Shane? If you're over there, what's up with y'all, man? Thank you all for being here. Uh, Thug of the Goat, what's up, brother? Peep three. Ma- <laughs> I didn't tell you. Uh, you know what's the saying, Akila? The only thing cheaper than a Jew is an anti-Semite. <laughs> you ever heard that saying? The only thing more frugal than a Jew is an anti-Semite. Hey, listen, bub. Um, I, I'll buy it Friday. So I've got a new phone. I switched phone service providers and I switched all my shit up uh, because I wasn't happy with my stuff. Uh, awesome. Thank you, Face and Flint. Um, and when I got my new phone, Threema is such a janky Jewish app. It's such a skeevy, capitalist scum app. Like, when you get your new phone, you can't just, like, transfer your data over or, like, scan a QR code to bring your account over. No, you got to buy the whole fucking app over again. 
I mean, it's only five bucks. It's not. It's not like it's breaking the bank. But I've been like in protest. I I I, <laughs> I got listen to how fucking bullheaded I am. I got on Wi-Fi with my old phone and got in my three and told my pool party chat guys, I'm not buying this fucking app again. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm in Telegram. <laughs> so I'm, I haven't been in my pool party chat or anything because I've been in fucking staunch protest of this stupid fucking app trying to make me. <laughs> I support you. Uh, We're bad at the Scotsman. Uh, fuck, man. All right, but I see yeah. The issue. I see the issue though with the chat, man. It's very fucking distracting. This is um, this is. You fun. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Wait and yeah. wait till something actually catches your eye that you want to comment on. Right. Everything we just talked about will fucking completely leave your mind, and you'll just be like, "Huh? What?" <laughs> Every time I lose track of the conversation, that's why. That's because I've looked over at the chat. And you'll see me like reach up on the keyboard because I'll type in my OneNote what I want to comment, like the, the the comment I want. So I just keep the fucking thing covered up. So I I, I didn't get it. so I also am somewhat of a nigger and I haven't gotten as far as to be able to actually comment because I'm not like logged into Odyssey, so I don't have that issue. I just can read and be distracted, but I can't say shit. So I'll just I'll just fucking interrupt and say dumb shit on here. So. Yeah. But anyhow, guys, since we were on the subject of No White Guilt, our good brother Dandelion uh, made a good video. And I know he spent... Here's the thing. It's deceiving, right? It's it's fucking deceiving how long it takes to make these videos. I know this dude probably spent four or five hours, probably longer than that, on this video. Because I spent about three or four on that two-minute video I made. <laughs> because what you got to realize about this shit is, is when you make a video like this, you basically have to watch all of the source videos... Two or three times, all right? So every source video you got, you got to watch it, find the parts you want, cut it, clip it out, start watching it again, get further into the video, cut it, clip it out, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Uh, and it just takes fucking forever. But, uh, yeah, Brother Dandelion made a, a video, so we're going to check it out real quick. Everything good here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Let's turn it up. And now we have the one and only Mark Collins coming in from behind. Yeah. But yeah, it's very good to see you. This faggot can't even pronounce the fucking word right. Call it. As always, I know you two see each other a lot, but of course we all have a shared history with that. Uh, soon after that, we began hooking up with you, and we have a little bit of time till half an hour after the hour. That's a long time, and you guys have been going for just a little bit under that. It's something that people can come to each week to experience the consistency. It's that it's there week in, week out. It's something that people can look forward to. It always starts in exactly the same way. It starts with a huge bang, this big commitment. People are going to stick to this. It's going to be around for years. They have this epic plan. People get invested. And then it disappears. Yep. And it's very demoralizing for people because they get invested in these things. They start looking forward to them. They get excited. They will give a, a one-off gift to help get it started. And then when it disappears, it can be so demoralizing for people know we're just in it to get a few donations. This is just a fad. This is something we're going to be abandoning. So now it is about you guys and the massive role you've played in helping bring this movement <laughs> together. And you should never underplay your <laughs> own roles because both of you are important leaders. Do you understand that? I'm not going to set up a question of jaywalkers 
talk about their power, talk about their wealth, talk about how they take care of each other, talk about how they scratch each other's backs all day long. That is the advocacy. Stealing everything that they have. Gook Nukem, you know, I want to like Mark Collette, right? I want to, but like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is he buddies with this absolute faggot? This dude's like his co-host, right? I mean, like, jeez, like, what is going on here? Fucking brutal, dude. It, it really fucking sketches me out, man, but I don't know. Uh, you know, here's my thing uh, with, with Mark Collette and all that. Uh, and you guys, anybody who's been listening to me for any amount of time knows, uh, I've said this a million times and I'll continue to say this. I don't get into other fucking countries' politics. I'm, I'm here. I'm a white man in America. America is what matters to me. Uh, I try my hardest to not get involved in uh, other countries' politics or commenting on their political pundits, right? Uh, I can't really... Uh, the only time I talk about Mark Collette is when he's talking about America and American politics, right? Other well, than that, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm Canadian, so I definitely don't follow those rules. I get in everybody's politics because my politics are way too fucking gay. But, um, you know, my issue with, with, uh, with Mark is really is jason you know I, I'm, I'm a person that like right. want everybody to, to to follow the strong horse you know so pa arguably is a strong horse in the uk so i want to be supportive and positive around mark but if mark is so i, I kind of think of maybe a guy like matt parrot lately shitting on njp i don't know if you saw that beef pop up today because of sven's old video where he fed posted super hard like a few months ago but like these kind of he older didn't even fed post that hard. I'm glad you uh, said yeah, that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that real quick. I want to say what's up, Night Nation. How you doing, brother? Uh, he what's didn't up, even bro? fed post that hard. Uh, and, and he didn't fed post any harder than we do every night. Well, and I mean, yeah, exactly. And not only <laughs> and not only that, like he didn't fed post that hard. He was talking about political enemies. And listen, here's the deal. And Matt Parrott knows this. This is why I I know he was being a dishonest prick, right? First of all, the guy. Never mind. I'm not going to bring my own personal shit into this. He's a dishonest dude. He was dishonest with me, and and he came on my show and was dishonest. Anyways, yeah. Uh, we don't need to get into that. Um, but he knows goddamn good and well that every single time political power switches hands in any major way, right? A a, a huge swing from left to lo- left to right throughout history, right? Uh, when the far right took over in Spain. When the far left took over in Russia, so on and so forth. Punishment is coming for the political enemies of that party. It's just a fact. That's just the way it goes. And not only that, Sven was obviously fucking joking around. He was playing in Mike and then we're even like, Yeah, but we wouldn't let you do that, right? So he was mm-hmm. trying to he was he was trying to uh he was being dishonest and trying to pl- act as though the entire NJP is bloodthirsty maniacs, right? When he knows better. He knows better. Those guys stuck up for his faggot ass when he when he got cucked and, and, and Matt Heimbach fucked his wife in his trailer. <laughs> right? Yep. The fuck out of here, man. Yeah, it's and then, and then he go, and, and then he goes back and, and and starts sucking Matt Heimbach off again. Right? The guy the guy fucks his old lady in his trailer and then chokes him out. 
And then he goes back and fucking hangs out with him and starts sucking him off again. Like, come on, dude. Don't start. Like, bro, you of all people, like, don't start throwing rocks. Don't throw stones. Because your house house is glass as fuck. It's like stained glass, the brittle kind that breaks easy. Mm hmm. Fuck Absolutely. Here. Where I was going with that was, you know, that um, I, I get this sense that the guys that had kind of like been around like uh, Matt, Matt Pirate was around NSM shit, which is like, you know, arguably like, you know, super like 1.0 shitty optics kind of stuff. Although there's like there's a lot of stuff from 1.0 that I obviously really enjoy. Don't take me the wrong way. But like the NSM crowd had like a lot of boomer like retards and some bad like fucking optics. So he's like been around that stuff colette was around a lot of skinhead shit like 20 years ago and you know to try and get into the mainstream and be more accepted it's like you're gonna optics cuck now right so it's like i think they have this sort of tendency and i would maybe right. like say that colette is bringing on jason because he's susceptible to wanting to cuck for optics and shit like that and nobody's a bigger fucking cuck than jason Cohn. There's yeah, my racket now. That, that, that fucking uh, that Matt Parrot shit. This is ridiculous, man. I don't understand why he's pulling that shit. There's no reason for it, right? There was no need for him to do that shit. He just went off on his own and started shit. Like fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, and man. it was an old clip, like super fucking yeah. dumb. Like you how, know? like how schizo what? are you, bro? Like what is going on in your life that you're going back and digging through clips? <laughs> On, on the computer Digging through the fucking computer Looking for nasty clips To post about people And comment on Like what Like that's a, That's a sad Place to be It's a fucked yeah. up Place to be It's Jason Coney level It's NWG level Faggotry This is you know? wild Here let's finish Dandelion's clip I'm sorry Dandelion I got off onto this whole tangent Let me Let me go back a few seconds And then we'll hear Both of you Are important leaders Do you understand that? I'm not going to set up a question of jaywalkers, talk about their power, talk about their wealth, talk about how they take care of each other, talk about how they scratch each other's backs all day long. That is the advocacy, stealing everything that they have earned rightfully or earned illegally. Now, that is not an advocacy for white well-being. That is not an advocacy for the good of white people. I'm just a fucking dumbass or a fucking retard. We can't get enough people because there aren't anybody <laughs> intellectually honest. Nobody want to evaluate what they're doing wrong. You don't, you have to be smarter than a dumb fuck. And if you can't be, then shut your mouth and fall in line behind somebody. We can't contend with other groups of people out there that have investors that come in and that have all this kind of shit. We can't contend with them. Can you all not see controlled opposition when it's in front of your fucking faces? That means you are the lowest <laughs> form of life. You there are you swine. So you are absolute swine. So there, we have to draw a big divide in the white sympathetic sphere. One loser after the other. God, I've, decades, two decades of dealing with you absolute dipshit backward retards. Well, Jason, you you, you shouldn't really, uh, you know, you shouldn't really uh, say negative things about, uh, you shouldn't really insult people, uh, you know, in the white sympathetic sphere. Look all the arguments I've made as a feedback loop. Run off the good people who show up. 
people who want to with their heart and with their love and connectivity and maybe money, money, money. You run them off and fuck every one of you off for doing that. Shut your goddamn mouths. You, you are a brain damn. You hit it on the head with that, Danny Lyon. He's mad because all the fucking money is going to fucking Wignats and not him. Uh, he's mad because all the real, <laughs> all the real fucking support's going towards NJP and not his stupid faggot cult, like weird, like almost like pseudo-sexual fucking, <laughs> fucking way of talking to people. Midged, okay. and you need to be. What's up? Also, John, who? Who does he think it is that is behind all this anti-whiteism? Does he does he know and just pretend he doesn't know or what? Yeah, he, he knows. It's impossible to not know. It's not. It's impossible to be around for two decades, mm. as he said, and not fucking know. Dishonest motherfucker, huh? Further 100%. brain damaged. He's on the door. He's on the fucking police door. It's a cop. <laughs> I mean, what kind of fucking psychopath? What kind of psycho? They're talking about his book. <laughs> Nothing insightful. It's going in the recycle bin. <laughs> Purchase was a mistake. <laughs> uh, what kind of psychopath drinks out of a cup with his own picture on it? Like, good Dingo. God. Oh. Dingo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, I don't even know what this man. It's more Israel forced groiper crap. Love Israel? Question mark. Love obnoxious and love obnoxious groipers? Enjoy. <laughs> that was from 2021. Those are the ones we just read. Purchase was a mistake. Nothing insightful. It's going in the recycling. <laughs> Imagine writing a book entitled Go Free. Then in the description of the book, the above, writing, I'm sorry. Then in the description of the book, writing the above to obey your government, to know your place and be a serf instead of actually being a free man. I want to thank the author and his publisher for letting us know all the fraudulence of this book. <laughs> that was from 2020. Wow. So this isn't free, this like, isn't like Wignett's bombing his comments, right? This is from 2020, 2021. These are years apart. These are just people who have legitimately read his shitty fucking book. <laughs> saying go free, like go free from white nationalism and being a racist and, and go back to being a normal faggot. Yeah. All right, there you have it. Great video, Dandelion. Great fucking work. That was a good one, man. Uh so, speaking of faggots taking huge L's, did you guys see uh, the Groypers have their total fucking meltdown uh, over the Trump speech? <laughs> no, but I'm not surprised. It's a cope sesh, right? Uh-huh. It was a cope sesh, right? They had a big cope sesh. They coped and coped and coped some more, right? No. Yeah, they were, they were typing thousand years of darkness. Yeah. Like, in their fucking minds, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Look. No, they were breaking down Nick Fuentes. So I heard Trump was having a speech. Uh, someone had shared it uh, on Telegram. It was like, Trump's announcing his presidency. So I was like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I went and found it on YouTube and I was watching it and I was like, God damn, this is fucking retarded. This is dumb. I'm going to take a nap. It was putting me to sleep. It was just yep. boring boilerplate 
just gay shit. You know what I mean? And he's talking about how he's done more for the black community and he loves his African-Americans yeah. and all this shit. And Gross. so I was like, I got to see. And first I turned it on. Uh, I went over to Cozy and I turned on Ralph's stream to see what uh, they were saying. And they were fucking freaking out. So I was like, I wonder what fucking uh, Fuentes is doing, man. So I went over to Fuentes' stream and he was sitting there. When I turned on the stream, he had his fucking head in his hand like this. He was just sitting there like this. <laughs> He's sitting there like this. <laughs> He's like, I'm fucking, I'm done. It's over. I'm done. It's over. It was fucking hilarious, dude. It was. Maybe these, maybe these faggots will have to face facts that Trump isn't going to do anything for them. But I don't know, man. They're controlled ops, and so maybe they won't. Yeah, dude, that's what you get. It's what you get for being so fucking retarded for such a fucking long time. Like, like how, as a never Trumper. You know, I, I get to fucking use that clout. Like, you know, I, I knew. But it's like these dudes, how many how long has it been? Six years? Yeah. Like, are you how fucking retarded can you be? Like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Look, get it together. So Nick here's got his his weird fucking hand up. Uh <laughs> thousand years of darkness. They're printing a thousand uh map gamer, Gibster, all these different guys. I don't know who any of these guys are. But uh, they're all putting a thousand years of darkness. <laughs> and this is one guy, analyst group, who says, nigga, this is so bizarre. They're saying, what is even happening right now? <laughs> they're all just, these are all fucking screenshots from uh, Cozy. The Jews got to Trump. And they're, put, they're posting like, they just now, yeah. They just got to him, guys, yeah. It just happened. Somehow, you know, magically, somehow they just got to Trump. Oh, uh, shit. Fuck, it's so good, dude. It's so fucking good. morons, bro. Yeah. And then, like, uh, like I'm going to, like, say a little bit of not nice things about uh, RG, RPG. He's on the same tip. This kid the other day was, like, still, like, saying how, like, you know, vote for Trump. Like, I can't believe. How is this coming out of your mouth still, dude? And, like, you're not even a groiper anymore. So it's like, what's your excuse, dude? Like, this shit is wild. Fucking wild. I don't know, man. I think they're afraid. I think they're just afraid because they know once they leave the two-party system plantation, they got nowhere to go but Wignanville. It's third position land, and they're they're afraid, man. They're scared. Well, no shit. Like, what's what? What do you think we all been dealing with? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Welcome to the fight, motherfuckers. Yeah, and not well, just that, but it's like you already get fucked up. You the go the government's already up your ass. You already think you're a dissident. You already act like the most canceled people in the world and all this shit. And you're not even effective. You're not even close to what the system is afraid of. You're a bunch of fucking retarded clowns. And now it's like maybe you have a chance to actually do something. So stop being stupid and you know, come on over. Yeah. Fall in line too. Shut up. All right. Well like Except I told your you. lower status. Sorry, sorry, Fash, go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, and you're right, too. Uh, fall in line uh, and accept your status at the bottom of the pile. You're 100% right. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be benevolent, but you're going to have to understand you do have to pay some penance for your behavior. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Anyhow. Not one of them. Not one of them can do more than 10 push-ups. I fucking promise you. So I don't have any time for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be yelling at you to do push-ups until you could do more than 10. And then we got a little foothold for you to start to to not be a complete faggot. You know what I mean? Bottom line. Starts there. 3.0. Sorry, fellas. Uh, gotta start quick, somewhere. Real quick. We had another one. Uh, Lord Argon says, this guy glows from space. I also see another demon in that rant. 
Uh, thank you very much, Lord Argon. Uh, Night Nation, thank you very much. Uh, he says backstage if he isn't here yet. Uh, Seeing Red says ah gay or gay AF. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, they're floundering, man. They are uh, they are in a bad spot. And uh, somebody was asking. I think it was Andale in the chat. He was like, um, should we be trying to reach out to them? Uh, I don't know if reaching out to them is going to work. You know what I mean? Because it's like one of those things, like I was just about to say, uh, I, I talked about this a uh, few shows ago at the end of the show. You know, Groypers are a lot like political Scientologists, right? They've invested Ooh. so much into this bullshit idea that it's hard for them to turn away, right? Because it's encompassed them. It's become a part of them, and they've invested everything into it, and they've lost face defending it, right? And now... Ooh. If they come out and admit it's all bullshit, then I would be willing to bet that Groypers, there's going to be a significant amount of Groypers who, when Nick Fuentes finally breaks them, when all of the lies and all of the bullshit and all the fuckery and all the backstabbing comes around and finally breaks these young dudes, they're probably going to end up as either leftist or apolitical. There's going to be a huge contingent mm. of groupers that are going to end up that way because they're being abused by this little faggot, uh, egomaniac Mexican. All right? Yeah. Uh, yep. So, And the other ones will come our way, but there's going to be a huge contingent of them that just are completely broken by this, by his behavior. I've been, yeah. yeah, I've been I'm saying really that same thing, too. I've been really confused with RPG. Because like he jumped on Odyssey, started dropping M bombs, started fucking really doing it. Them like you're still wearing your red hat, bro. So I'm a little confused still. And then he comes out with his last episode, or I guess he had one today. The last one I watched, where he's like licking Trump's balls still, saying that it's the only option, and we have nothing if we don't have Trump and all this stuff. It's like we have nothing, bro. <laughs> like what? Like oh my god, okay, I don't even know where to start to explain it. It's not worth it. But it's like the kid is like confused, right? So, I mean, if he could figure it out, maybe some groypers can figure it out. But I don't, I don't have a lot of hope for a lot of them. I think you made a good, good take there, John. Yeah, I think I've been saying that too. That like when when he does finally break, they're all going to split, like you said, and they're all going to either go. Uh, full wignet, or they're going to go into Sivnat land again and, and be all cucked out. I, I didn't or even just completely the leftist apolitical. part, but apolitical, apolitical, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that might be the third option. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah drop away from politics completely. You know, I actually uh, think I actually think Nick Fuentes will end up being a leftist later on in his life, in his late thirties and mm-hmm. into his forties. I think he'll end up being. A, I think he'll end up being like Destiny. Right, Destiny mm-hmm. went down pretty much the same path that Nick Fuentes went down. Right. He was kind of his parents. He grew up with his parents. You know, Destiny's like Cuban or some shit like that. He's like some weird. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like a Cuban dad or some shit like that. Cuban mom. Anyway, he grew up in a super like conservative home and he was like a young Republican kind of guy uh, in his uh, early teens into college. Then became hmm. like a libertarian kind of dude and then went leftist to where he's at now. Full like commie. Uh, and so that's, that's where Nick will probably end up. You know what I mean? He's not, a, if he's, uh, stays political at all, he's not a serious guy. You know what I mean? He's not a serious guy. He's not. No, he can he's rebuild his relationship with his twin sister, you know, by going all the way back to neoliberalism. Yeah. That's, mm. uh, who was that that sent this to us? Let's watch this thing. Fire of pain sent us this thing. And this is from, when is this? This is from just, uh. 
Three days ago, Israel's modern-day miracles, a relationship with the United States, is deep-seated and multidimensional. <laughs> no shit, uh, said former President Trump on Sunday, Sunday evening at the Zionist Organization of America 2022 Oof. Gala in New York City. Holy shit. Whoa. Look at this, guys. Look at this fucking shit. Okay, it is sharing over here. Let's see. What we Rabbi Donald. Rabbi Donald letting us know what's up. Yeah, dude, he's sucking it off real hard. It's gross. Oh, shit. Hey, Dark Enlightenment. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good, man. How are y'all? Doing great, man. Doing great. Thanks for jumping on, man. Sorry to you had to rush around after work and stuff, brother. Uh, that's all right. No, it's it's good. No, it's a good. It's always a good way to you know kind of relax a little bit and chat with the fellas. You oh, know, yeah. I, um, and John, I want I want to compliment you in particular. You had that you know post election post mortem thing that you talked about. How none of these people, if this doesn't show you that like every single one of these people, like will literally stab their own mother to inhale Zionist dick. They, they would they would run over their own moms. Absolutely. They, they would walk into the nursing home and hold that pillow tight over her face in order to be at the, to be to receive the Herzl Award award at the Zionist of America gala. They would absolutely yeah. kill their mother to mm-hmm. get that award. One hundred percent. These people are evil. All of them. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, well, Nancy Pelosi's gone. You think that the person who's going to replace her is going to be better? You think Kevin McCarthy would be better? You think that he doesn't? You think that there's not like pictures of him doing something unspeakable? Just the way there's pictures of, you know, like, you know, Paul Pelosi's a closet case, right? Yeah. Comes out with that, dude. Nancy Pelosi's uh, family's been mobbed up since the '40s. Her dad was a mayor of Baltimore, and so was her brother. Wow. Back in the back in the day when that was like Jewish mobs, right? So like you think, and and Paul Pelosi was at Georgetown. That's where supposedly they met, right? You think that that wasn't arranged? You think that, you think that, you know, like a Donald Trump's uh, middle daughter, the one he had with Marlon Maples, like Tiffany Trump, right? You know, cute girl. You know who she just married? Who? A billionaire Lebanese dude who has businesses in Africa. <laughs> sure. Sure. Maybe you they think, can stop the war in Lebanon, you know? I mean, like, I don't know if it's if there's anything particularly nefarious, but it's a small club and you ain't in it. And the way you get into that small club and you stay in that small club is you do things like get the Herzl Award by doing whatever is good for Jews and bad for white people. Dude, it's, and it's, none, of, go ahead, and none of these people will ever, ever change. You gonna have to make them change. Yep, one hundred percent. And and it's my personal opinion that uh, you had. I, I mean, I know that like it's kind of schizo to imply that that there's nefarious uh, intentions behind everything that happens. But I don't give a shit because that's my that's my belief. I think that you do not get into that club that you're talking about. You do not rise to that level of power up that ladder without doing some very very evil things. There's no. You just don't get that. You don't get to that level. Of power without doing very, very, very evil things. I think they're all compromised. Meyer Lansky was the gangster that was in charge when Jews took power of the underworld. 
and started being able to have major, major influence, like like building up towards the mainstream, right? And this, these people are an extension of his mob that just grew and grew and grew. It's got all kinds of like branches and arms. They're all over the place in the mainstream and mainstream politics, show business, media, and and people are desperate to get in with these people. They want to be on their good side. They 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 want the incentives that are offered, and uh, they'll do anything. They're desperate. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't think animal. it's schizo at all, dude. It's 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 just observably what happened. I'll do a couple quick anecdotes and then we can finish, you know, watching mm-hmm. this thing. But um so the mobbed up uh, my uh, FBI. You know, why is the FBI terrible? Because Jay because Meyer Lansky had tapes of J. Edgar Hoover at gay brothels cross dressing. Like the the FBI, like oh, like people will admit that now, right? Like, like the stuff that only crazy like John Bircher said back in the 1940s, right? Like oh, uh, J. Edgar Hoover's a mulatto homosexual, right? That was that was something that crazy only crazy people believed, and now everyone's like, well, yeah, he was kind of like biracial and gay, and you know, like to dress up as a woman, right? So like the FBI has been compromised from the very beginning of the organization. Yeah, don't we actually it, have pictures of that? now of, yeah, of who yeah, and like yeah, drag nope. yeah 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 and you know like they made a movie with tom cruise like right. the biggest biggest movie star in the world basically admitting that like if you were listening to am radio at two in the morning in 1992 where like you know both the guys in the election are in on smuggling cocaine and they kill kids like that was crazy shit back in back in the 90s that was like am radio at three in the morning type stuff and george nori yeah that was uh well it was art bell back then art bell you know, yeah but, yeah coast to coast yeah, yeah, yeah it was him right, first, coast yeah. coast but they made a movie with Tom Cruise admitting that this happened. So don't tell me that this stuff doesn't happen because it does. Like we can look at it. And then, you know, just one last example, um, Ron Unz, who's like, you know, a good Jew, I guess, <laughs> if such a thing exists, <laughs> um, you know, like he, he did a bunch of research, dude, the mob, the, the Chicago outfit that took over California. Um, you know, they had like the number, like the 10th most important federal judge. Um, after the Supreme Court, like uh, Ralph Bazelon was his name, and he was like the the chief of like the D.C. Circuit or something like that, some some big thing, right? Well, he got his start being the mob lawyer for freaking um, the Jews out in from Chicago in California, and he was the guy who like uh, took like George Takai's family's house and then like sold, like stole all that property from all the Japanese Americans who'd been interned, and then was the one who like brokered all the mob getting all that property in california all that super so he made billions off of that and then he got rewarded with this big huge um you know very important federal judgeship and it turns out that his daughter or granddaughter his granddaughter is the is the founding legal editor of slate slate magazine (laughs) (laughs) so we're talking about like okay may may, do, do i you know do i think for sure that there's some specific you know demon sacrifice thing that these people do Maybe, maybe not. I could be persuaded, but uh, that they do something evil. They got to do something evil to get to where they're at, man. Every single one of them. Yeah, dude. They founded Las Vegas. Meyer Lansky fixed the fucking World Series. You don't think he's fixing elections, buying off judges, buying off senators, buying off congressmen, right? They choose the president. Like, that's how it works. They're communicating back with Israel. They figure out who they need in the spot. And they get it done. Who would, how the fuck do you think Trump got there? 
You know what I mean? Like, if you can't see this clearly, there's like a clear like narrative, and it's not a narrative. There's a, there's a there's an absolute sequence of events. Under they they undermine the the, the unions. It's a it has to do with um, you know Rubenstein uh, killing uh, Hoffa, uh, the Kennedy yeah. assassination. It, like you, like there's layers and layers and layers, and it's all related. And it's clear. It's right out in the open. If you don't understand this, I don't know where you were for the fucking 20th century. Right. I mean, like, every, not just, I mean, like, now, right, they'll admit, like, oh, hey, the Maine was a gay op, right? It was it was just literally bad maintenance that blew up the USS Maine. So that and it, oh, wait, oh, remember the Maine? The Maine got blown up. So we got to go to war and take over the Philippines. And that's why, that's why half the West Coast is Filipinos now, right? Is 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 a gay op where we took over Puerto Rico and the Philippines and a bunch of other stuff in Spain, uh, the, the 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 remains of the Spanish Empire and the Lusitania was a gay op and they'll admit that now right and they'll admit that you know like 50, 60 years after it's too late that, that Pearl Harbor was a lie hop and there's something fishy about um you know the Gulf of Tonkin in Vietnam yeah and let and and uh, all kinds of you know Jim Morrison's old man being an admiral and that ties back into shit. fucking. Right, that ties back into there's, um, there's fishy yeah, shit yeah. about all about Korea, like that. Yeah. Th- there was fishy shit about the Gulf War, like Saddam Hussein. Frederick Strip asked the U.S. ambassador, "Hey, these guys are fucking with me. Can I fuck with them back?" And they were like, "Sure, go ahead." And then all of a sudden, like, "Oh, he's Hitler. We got to kill him," you know. Like, so wait a minute. Every single war in the 20th century, every single one, some sort of false flag fishy shit from 19, 1898 all the way every to 2001. That's and, what it and, seems like, DE, right? Like, we've been gay up into every major war in the 20th century. Right. And I'm supposed to just, like, ignore that? I'm supposed to just be like, wait a minute. How come everyone who's, how come everyone with, you know, within Sandbank, you know, this uh, uh, FTX or whatever, uh, they all have the same last names? Can we? How come they're all all at this, this you know, Herzl dinner? Can can we pause for just a second on that note right there, uh, DE? Um, it's shit like a Jew named Sam Bankman Freed <laughs> stealing the money and jumping on his airplane and flying to the Bahamas and this being tracked live on social media that starts to make me believe we live in a simulation. I mean, sometimes this shit, like the script right is written too well sometimes. Like a Jew named Sam Bankman Freed, stole the money and flew to the Bahamas. Like, what the fuck is going on in this world, man? I'll do I'll do you one better. <laughs> he looks like he's literally the younger brother of Bernie Madoff. So Madoff, <laughs> like, like you, you have a literal name. Like, this guy made off with billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. And Bankman Fried. Like, he, he just fried the entire car. And <laughs> the crypto think- market. <laughs> And, and right, and and of course, it's, it was just a money laundering scheme, man. You know, he was he was like one of the huge donors. Like his mother is some big big Democrat donor person, right? Well, and, he, and, you, and, yeah. and here's and here's how you know Trump is full of shit, okay? And here's how you know that Trump is in on it, and Trump is a Trump is like anyone who's like, oh, base Charlie Trump back. Chris Kobach, who had been Secretary of State in Kansas, was like the Trump number is, one guy is, in America. Like, anyone who's like, oh, like Vidare was all about back in 2015 2016 like we got to get this he was one of the best people in america from a policy perspective on getting the illegal immigration stuff under control and controlling our elections and if donald trump had been serious by february of 2017 he would have had 
an electoral commission set up saying under my under the authority of the constitution of a guaranteed federal like the i forget which amendment it is but like as the president it is my authority to guarantee every state a a federal ele- federal election form of government so we're going to audit every single uh voter roll we're going to make sure that there's no felons no double voting like he would have gone through the whole thing with a fine tooth comb if he'd been serious because that's how do it right like what what do you think happened in arizona and and las vegas right like non-whites in phoenix and non-whites in las vegas stole the election this past this past election and not that i give a shit because the people who were running were all jew shills but but i in general i'm offended because i think decent white people deserve to have free and fair elections but you know there hasn't been an honest election in philadelphia since before the civil war yeah, that's what I was thinking, man. Like this is our, our elections have been fucked for a long time. But let me ask you this, DE. It's my personal opinion that um if they play their cards right, if they can if they can get non-whites to turn out, they don't ever have to steal another election again. I think there are enough non-whites in this country now to oh, outvote yeah. whites every fucking oh. time. Every fucking yeah, well, time. Between the traitors and uh the ambiguous and and uh oh, Sam Bankman's just a, a white guy no he's not yeah exactly. right between that and the, between you know the um homosexuals who are of course they're they're gay race they're not white they're they're gay race um between they might not you know they might not never have to steal another one again who knows but okay. but you know this is you know if john fastcraft was in charge they'd be like all right everybody gets a paper ballot are you the head of a household are you a father do you own land? Absolutely. You, right. There'd, there'd be there'd be like a list, and, and there'd be some woman going like, "Well, I want to vote," and he'd be like, "Sorry, sweetheart. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing. We're that, not right. doing that." <laughs> right? You know, there'd, there'd be requirements, and this is what Donald Trump, you know, like he just talked a good game and then he lied about it. Right? So you know, like, call me back when he's like when he's actually done a thing where he's like publicly disavowed. You know, Ivanka, you'll notice that she's like, oh, I'm not going to do anything with politics because she know, like everyone knows, like, you know, when everyone says, oh, you know, what are you guys doing? Bullshit. They know exactly that there's there's probably some IDF or uh, SPLC or somebody listening to this stream right now. And everybody knows that this that our thing, the, the guys in our thing collectively by constantly talking about Jared and Ivanka. We raised the average person's understanding of the Semitism question a thousand percent in those four years, a million percent, tens of thousands of people. And, you know, well, God yeah. bless Kanye, you well, know, Kanye, uh, Dave Chappelle. That was fucking funny. Um, but it is it is the work that we have been doing over the last five, six years that has taught people this sort of, you know, this stuff. Well, and it's my personal opinion that that the only reason we're seeing Kanye and Dave Chappelle and all these motherfuckers come out saying it is because of us and because of us putting the pressure on and because of us popularizing and normalizing uh, questioning Jewish power. They wouldn't platform them. They wouldn't have platforms. They would they would sewer them and, and cancel them. Right. For real. 
it, because they can, and everybody knows that they can. You know, if you hear Andrew Tate talking about how he's uncancelable and he defeated these fucking people, it's a fucking lie, right? He's a nigger, you know. And I mean, the bulwark is is they're trying to reinforce it, grow it, make that wall high, 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 so people can't see over it into the you know the beautiful valley of the truth that is white nationalism. Bottom line. 100%, man. 100%. Well, and just one last thing real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead, brother. No and I know I've kind of been like one on just one. No, line. please go ahead. Take one off, one long derail, right? Okay. Here's how you know these people are all fake. All full of shit. I mean, brother Aquil, I don't know what you do, but like I'm I'm wearing Carhartts and I'm dirty. Um, <laughs> You know, like how come now, granted for bright guys, but like I don't got no PhD in political science. Oh. You know, like, like how come literally like 500 dudes on the internet are better political analysts, better labor poet, like our people, because we accept, you know, some, the truth about men and women, the truth about race, the truth about Jews, you know, a few other things like that. Right. 500 dudes who do all most of the, it, the, the number of people who actually put the work in to put to put out the content there's only maybe a thousand of us you know whatever how come we're better at all of this stuff than all of the people on this screen they get paid millions of dollars a year to talk about this sort of stuff why is some electrician in Oklahoma who does this as a hobby a better political analyst than all of these people because they're paid not to, because they're paid not to tell the truth. That's why. That's right. What's that yeah, quote about a man who's whose paycheck relies on him not seeing the truth will never see it? Something like that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, there's no question about it. Then they're scared to death that that the average person puts his eyes on us, right? If if the average white man in America, every time one of them finds us is a very dangerous thing for Jews. I said it the last time I was on. You put, you know, angry dry, angry guys drive at five with Aquila and Fashcraft on, you know, 1080 AM in Tulsa, and you guys are the number one drive time show in Tulsa inside six months. Oh, hands down. Easy. Easy. Less than that, probably. A nice compliment. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate it. it. No, it's more, more to draw. That's just the truth, man. Because because I, I I know this stuff. You know, I've followed it for many years, and I can tell you for a fact that like any one of our guys that has done as good a job as you guys do, you would if you get if you were given a tenth the opportunity that like a Sean Hannity had, you'd be beating the brakes off of him. Yeah, and there's numbers to back that up. You know, if you look at what FTN was doing and what uh, I, I think TDS, but FTN definitely had some of the best um, uh, Apple Store, or his Apple Store, uh, whichever, wherever Apple people go. Spotify, to fucking, I believe. It was like they were number product. one. Yeah. I know they were number one Apple on the Apple charts for like almost a year or some shit like that for a long time until they got taken they, off. They were, they were like, I think they reached number one in political for the Apple on the Apple uh, podcast app. And then I think back when everyone was still on um I can't remember the name of the app. Um, it was orange. It was like Sound SoundCloud, right? Like when we were yeah, all still Sound, alive on right. Sound, we were like, you know, and, and you know, I'm reasonably good at this sort of thing. Uh, I would, I 
much more interesting than the local drive time. Oh, but yeah, absolutely. You're definitely in that group. You were, I missed the last episode with, uh, with you on, and it's one. It was it was it was the one I was most upset about missing because like the the hot takes abound, you know. And um, yeah, I wish you did is- a regular podcast, brother. That would be great. Like if you did one weekly or something, that'd be fucking amazing. You guys are too kind. That's uh, I'm I'm perfectly happy to be like a brain in a jar for folks, and, uh, and and jump on when needed. But like, yeah, I didn't mean to like derail your entire program tonight. But you know, like, the th- this is you know, Trump receives Herzl Award at ZOA Gout. Like that's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah that's that? it right there. And you didn't derail, brother. We were actually just bullshitting until you got here, so you didn't derail anything at all. Exactly. Sorry, what wasn't um, the like around 2017, right at the time that you were just describing Trump should have um, kind of gone in on the election, started actually like draining the swamp, as you described. Isn't that right around when they got kicked off the uh, Apple thing and like totally all the bands really came down hard? Did those two things not line up? Um. I think it had more I, to do I, with Charlottesville, really. Yeah, it was more Charlottesville, yeah, but yeah. So like that entire summer, right? Like there, there was that entire summer where uh, Pikeville happened, the first Charlottesville happened. Um, there was Spencer's college tour. There was a whole bunch of stuff all through that summer that were like things were happening, you know. And then Charlottesville happened, and they lost their minds. They lost their minds because there was an entire. They thought they'd relegated us to that. There was like maybe 500 old dudes, you know, swapping SS regalia in their basements at like gun shows um, that were all in their 60s and 70s and dying out. And, you know. Yeah. When they seen all those college aged men with tiki torches, they fucking (laughs) stroked out. Right. When 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 they were like, wait a minute, there's an entire battalion size element of in shape young white dudes who know this, who know our grift. Oh <laughs> shit. Like they, yeah. they, they had a, they, there were people freaking the fuck out about that. Oh, you I know, promise what? rabbis were making calls to the ADL, ADLs oh, making dude. calls to the white house. It was happening that right after that. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you'll know, and you know that, I mean, they can call Dave Chappelle an anti-Semite, but they can't call him a liar, right? <laughs> like, yep. you know, they can call they can call me all kinds of things, but mm-hmm. they can't call me a liar. And they know that they can't, and they know that they don't have an argument. And, I mean, a, a little goblin named Bankman just stole ten billion dollars. <laughs> it's so fucking. It's just too much for me, man. Bankman <laughs> literally. <laughs> he literally looks like a clone of Brittany Madoff, man. Spatchcraft, pull, pull this up. Pull, um, I'll, I'll find it. But like, it, it is. I I'll find the Telegram post. But like, but but dude, these two look like brothers. It is uncanny how much Bernie Madoff and Sam Bankman look alike. I've come up with the uh, Latin name, the taxonomy for that physiognomy. It's that's the uh, Shekel Grubius Maximus. <laughs> there you go there you go my friend no it's, it's completely insane that, that, like um you know what what was it with uh harry potter right like where all these jews were freaking out that the goblins were like bankers and shit <laughs> and they were losing yeah. their minds and, and and everyone else is like 
what are you talking about? This is, <laughs> you know, that's the phenotype. Like, wh- why are you mad? This is this is literally just goblin bankers. This isn't anybody. Um, you know, it, it's it's not. Yeah, look that guy, and then and then and then and then look at and then that guy. Tell me that those two couldn't be brothers, man. Oh yeah, well, like they got the, uh, they got the same clothes, the same curly hair. There we go. Now we got them next to each other. Oh, what is this shit? Oh my god. Anyway, so so guy. like, so I'm supposed to notice that Donald Trump is sitting there getting this award. Surrounded by people that look like this, I right? absolutely hate it. Pricking my look exactly like that, yep. and, clapping and, like, and loving on them and encouraging and, and I'm, fucking. I'm supposed, to know, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to just ignore it. Be like, oh, that's okay, that's good. Oh yeah, we can base. We can trust him. Get the fuck out of here. Bullshit. Yeah. Total, total, complete bullshit. I promise you, if you pull up a picture of young Meyer Lansky, it's going to look the same. <laughs> You're not wrong, brother. You're not wrong. I don't even know what he looks like, but I promise you this. They had fucking... I always liked the movie Mobsters. You know, I don't know if you guys remember that old movie with uh, Patrick Dempsey played uh, Meyer Lansky and uh, Christian Slater played uh, Lucky Luciano. This is an old-ass, like, 90s movie. But it... it it, it literally shows that, like what we talked about that happens all in the movie. They just made a movie about it. Didn't give a fuck. All right. right they'll make a movie. I it's, it's too late to do anything. Right. Yeah. Once these fuckers are dead, huh? It's like when they release, it's like when they release classified documents, they wait till everybody's fucking dead and nobody even knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Let's finish watching this thing. And then we're going to go back to, uh, since, uh, Des- uh, since dark enlightenment, um, Talked about uh, voter qualifications. We're going to pull up this uh, Twitter post here in just a second. Let's finish this video that this person sent through, though. Let's see what we got here. Am I still sharing over here for y'all? Yep. Yeah. Echo, no echo. We're good on the echo. Four more years. Look at that. The Zionist Council. They're screaming four more years. They love him. They call him the first Jewish president. Mm-hmm. Do you guys hear that theory that uh, he converted to Chabad Lubavitch quietly and uh, True News covered it? You guys yeah, I played it on the show. Yeah, I played that whole thing on well, the show. Like, so so the, the one daughter, right? The one daughter married a Lebanese dude. So literally all of his grandchildren are Semites. Yeah, all of, all, of, all of his children married Semites. Yeah, because people fucking forget that that Semite is is just the desert people, right? It's not just Jews, right? Well, Israel desperately needs leverage in Lebanon to get access to that river because they have no fucking water. So if they if they make those types of uh, of marriages, then a rich Leb can sell out his own people, which is exactly what's going to happen. I promise. You know, and especially if he has like a history of having infrastructure and stuff uh, in Africa, he's probably just the right guy to kind of like uh, build the type of infrastructure that's necessary for the Jews to be able to get access to that river and get the water they need for Israel. Otherwise, you're going to drop and die. So, 
Yeah, hopefully something happens to that guy. Yeah, that's that's good. Oh fuck! I thought I guess that's just the video. It was just him. I thought he was gonna talk or something. That's why I was trying to finish it. Uh, so yeah, there you have it, man. Uh, no, like, but for those of you watching, right? Like, look at look at the people that are surrounding you. Like, look at that Ben Gurion. <laughs> look at that Ben Gurion. No, no, I mean John, go back. Look at that Ben Gurion guy, and then compare. Tell me he's not like the great uncle of freaking Sam Bankman. Look at that dude. And you look know at what, that dude. You know what that picture back there reminds me of? Have you guys ever seen like those? Uh, videos uh like realistic area perspective does a good job with them or like uh a bunch of these people make these videos where they'll have like the evil jewish faces coming up with like star of david's behind them as they're explaining like the jews involved in pornography do you guys know what i'm talking about they're like these little five minute videos you'll watch i don't know anyways it looks like that that looks like those faces like they look like evil like menacing faces back there on the screen behind them yeah uh, but let me find this. Let me get this thing pulled up. This fucking, I died laughing when I saw this. You were talking a minute ago uh, about voter qualifications. And I saw this the other day, and it says, uh, Twitter reacts to the 1960s voter eligibility uh, test. So let me get this thing. Let me get this fucking thing here out of the way. Let's get this pulled up. <clears throat> All right, you guys can see it. Let's get it over here. So it says, this is the impossible Louisiana literacy test given to black people in the southern and the south in order to register to vote in the 1960s. The test was a set of 30 questions that had to be completed in 10 minutes. Uh, here we go. Listen to these fucking questions, guys. Draw a line under the first letter after H. And draw a line through the second letter after J. <laughs> All they had to do was find letters and draw lines through them. In the space below, write the word noise backwards and place a dot over what would be its second letter should it have been written forward. <laughs> draw a triangle with a blackened circle that only overlaps its left corner. Look at the list of line. Uh, look up the line of numbers below and place on the blank the number that should be that should come next. And then it's just two, four, six, eight, sixteen. You know, thirty-two, so on and so forth. Uh, just really, really simple shit. <clears throat> uh, look at the line of numbers below and place it on the blank the number that should come next. Same thing, just uh, counting in threes. Uh, draw a space below a square with a triangle in it. Within that same triangle, draw a circle with a black dot in it. <laughs> spell backwards forwards print the word vote upside down but in correct order place a cross over the 10th letter i was to say place a cross over the 10th letter in this line a line under the first space in this sentence and a circle around the last in the second line of this sentence uh there's one <clears throat> there's some more print a word that looks the same whether it is printed forward or backwards Write down on a line provided what you read in the triangle below. In the third square below, write the second letter of the fourth word. Write from right to left. I'm sorry. Write from right to left to the right as you see it spelled here. Divide a vertical line in two equal parts by bisecting it with a curved horizontal line that is only straight at its bisectional spot of the vertical. Oh, oh, oh. Write every other word in the first line. Print every third word in the same line. 
original type smaller and first line ended in a at a comma but capitalize the fifth word that you write so this is just basically showing that you understand english and can read right that's all this is doing right this isn't seeing if you're like smart or super intelligent this is just basically seeing can you fucking read the english language <laughs> that's all it's really yeah, it's funny. like the opposite I, I, of an iq I'm, test you know, it's like minimum iq test are you 65 or 70 that's what they're trying to figure out yeah like do, do you have an 80 iq are you literate? <laughs> well, like, how do you how do you expect someone to like accurately understand all these ballot initiatives that are four paragraphs long if they can't follow this basic kind of test? And and truth be told, man, between public schools, pornography, and weed, I don't know how many white people would would be able to test pass this <laughs> test anymore, man. Like, like, I mean, not not for nothing, but people are dumber now than we used to be, and obviously some kind of standard needs to be in place so that we don't get fucking dumbass laws passed because everyone's a retard. Well, to, to, so uh, 95 IQ, you're too stupid to read microwave instructions and follow them exactly. Right. So you need a hundred average IQ in a civilization to not have the civilization fucking crumble. So it's like blacks are 85, African black, uh, American blacks are 85, African blacks are 70, Down syndrome people are 65 if they're white. It's like, you know, they were trying to make, it's an effort to, to, to screen out fucking retards. 95% of the black race is fucking retards. And if you allow them to have a voice in politics, in a democratic environment you're building towards the situation that we have now where we'll never have an election won by anybody reasonable or intelligent chuck schumer asked uh, um, is, is suggesting that the 11 million immigrants be given amnesty that happens bro fucking forget it like it's really done so you know those people it's are all like retarded yeah, yeah it's more like 50 million right. oh, he, he said 11 million or whatever it is <laughs> fucking you it's crazy nonsense like it, like yeah well some, and, and and how many how many like right this is one of those things right like okay you have the same thing in france right right like oh because they they don't collect racial stats but like well like you know 99 of the crime in new york is committed by you know non-whites right like most of the crime in france is like oh he was born in paris like yeah but both of his parents were from mali he's not a frenchman right like so like some some uh, you know, Myra Flores, that girl who was in Congress for a, for a minute, right? Like, um, you know, her kids are Mexican. Like, her husband's Mexican. She's Mexican. She's, but I love America. My kids are just as American as anybody else. Bullshit. You know, right. you're not white and you, you're you not American. Sorry. You know, when, when, the, when James Madison was writing, like, for ourselves and our posterity, he did not include... Four foot Not eleven goblinas. No, nope, he did not. <laughs> right, like, like it, it just wasn't. It wasn't part of the idea, right? Like, he didn't mean these people. In fact, his his people had fought a race war against those people to to have anything, right? And before people obey, it's like, no, like they landed, said, "Hey, this is nice. Can we give you some money to like settle here?" And they're like, "Fine." And then all of a sudden, like you know a month or two months or three months later, like the Red Indians, right, came in and like, you know, killed babies. You know, kidnapped they, they, women. 
kidnap women, rape people, burn shit down. Like we're not talking about like, oh, like like uh, the white man just showed up and started killing everybody just because. No, they they were. I mean, maybe a little bit in the Spanish side of things, but like for the most part, like white English people showed up and were like, hey, we'll buy this from you. And then, you know, and so like we're, we're supposed to pretend that like, you know, the third generation Mexican who's been living in Los Angeles because their parents, you know, their grandparents came here legally. Like, oh, that person's grandfathered in. No, they're not. No, they're worse than their fucking parents and grandparents. The third generation revert to, like, Negro behavior, right? The third generations almost always become criminals, right? The first generation comes here and works hard, which is total bullshit. They do trash, scab work. They do shit work. So the first generation here comes here and stinks up the labor pool. But they're just grateful to be here, right? And then the second generation, like... Comes here and sucks up all the welfare... And, and lives and off the state, and the third generation is resentful because they've been told. I mean, one of the, one of the things that um, is true, right? Like, if you if you think think about just you know put yourselves in the in the mindset of like a fifteen year old Negro boy, right? Okay, the average black girl is one hundred and eighty five pounds at age eighteen. <laughs> 185 pounds. That's a big bitch, dude. <laughs> a pretty good sized dude, dude. Yeah, straight up. That's like my size. Right. Okay. And and you're told, right? And you know, like you go to an integrated school and you know that like you're dumb as shit. Right? Like like it's like the Charlie Brown thing. Like what 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 right? All day long. Teachers say stuff and you don't understand it and you're never going to understand it. And you're ne- and you know, for a fact, right. That there's no job for you. Your granddad could have been like a janitor or something, but you know what? He got replaced by the, by, uh, you know, the floor waxing machine, right. Just like your great granddad, daddy got replaced by a fucking, uh, tractor. Oh. Right. And, you know, I'd so say, dad, and, and, and so you've been told you're equal, you're equal, you're equal all the time. And the only thing that's going to hold you back is racism. And it's like, he knows he's never going to, never going to make it. He, I mean, it's cruel. It is. I, it, it's cruel to tell these people they're equal and tell them like, oh, like, like, oh, you know, white girls love the chocolate, right? Like, you know, like, oh, we got big, no, most, most. Like reasonably attractive white women want nothing to do with Negroes, but but can you imagine dangling like the swimsuit issue, like old ones, not not like the new ones with like the fat chicks, but like like could you imagine? Kathy Ireland, yeah, right, niggers, niggers was, fight over them in prison. Yeah, <laughs> they you know, do straight up. <laughs> well, okay, can you imagine like dangling that in front of these people, saying, you know, this is available if you just if you just achieve something. And, and, you know, there's the occasional, right, like, you know, a seal or whatever, like, you know, who will land himself a dime piece white gal. But, but for the most part, right, like, that doesn't happen. But, like, right, it's mm-hmm. just it's it's the perfect way to create just immeasurable resentment. Whereas if, if you know, yeah. look, but, like, you know, if 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 John Fashcroft was in charge and said, look, man, 99 percent of you ain't going to be at anything more than like. Mules, sorry, that's the way it is. Well, I but think, you can, but you can carry shingles up and down a ladder for a real roofer. 
if that's you know to make a living and you ain't going to be in charge and that's just the way it is and you know the, the truth and you'll be better for it yeah and, yeah and you and you'll be told the truth about this stuff from the beginning of your life right you know uh i know john you know about the red engine problem right like if uh being in oklahoma and everything right like if these people were told like look man every single one of you is is three bad weekends away from being a full-blown alcoholic for forever and you just can't drink like you need you need the custodial state to tell you like to not let you drink we're not equal like i can have beers you can't that's just the way it is right oh this you know, like this is our land, and we we're gonna fight about it. Like, no, like, like, like they exist on the sufferance of white people, and they know mm-hmm. it, and they hate us for it. Yep, and it's my opinion yeah. that that expecting and p- placing Negroes or non-whites in general, but especially Negroes into the white education sy- system drives them crazy. I've talked about this before when we had the uh, professor Negro that went crazy over the white uh, teacher that wouldn't fuck him. And threatened to shoot up the school. And he had that long, like, fucking death to America <clears throat> um, manifesto that he wrote. I was talking about them. And I was telling, I was, I was talking about him. And I was telling people, expecting Negroes to perform in white society makes them schizophrenic. It drives them crazy because they are not built to perform in our society. Um, I share the uh, James, what's his name? Uh, James Vanderman uh idea of educating non-whites and he says that uh, to educate african african americans is a positive unkindness that renders him unfit for work which the white man has prescribed him and which he will be forced to perform hell yes hell yes it does there's a reason they didn't give them books and try to make them read they they used to uh you know not allow the smart ones to um reproduce and you know they 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 built these 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 niggers into big stupid bucks um and it's because that you're better at farming you're better at following like very simple or at that minute better you're gonna follow them because of the incentives and the constraints that are placed around you so it's an affront to the natural order bottom line that's it man uh guys like like, like, show me one example of right, like where we've peacefully coexisted together. It you can't. Happen. Doesn't exist. It doesn't no, exist, right? Like that—that's the thing that people got to understand. I mean, like everyone who's listening to this understands. I know you guys all understand, but like, let's just for the sake of emphasis, okay? The main economic activity in georgia in texas in parts of oklahoma in um florida in all these places for the last half a century has been running away and building new houses and paving new roads and clearing new land to get away from these people if you really thought you know all these liberals who like oh well we can get along we can live together like if you really thought that we could live together. You move to, into a, an apartment block with these people. And then you tell me. Right. So that everything. You know, it goes back to that Zionist 
thing that Trump was doing, right? Every single one of those people has more money than all four of us will ever see in our lives. If, if they're at that gala, they have access to huge amounts of money. Huge amounts. Tens of millions of dollars. Everybody in there. What yeah, are they doing? Examples, examples to, to, to make. Like what? Uh, name me one example of, of a, a situation where educating a nigger benefited the white man. Yeah. Never. Bro, Thomas Sewell, bro. Thomas yeah. Sewell, bro. <laughs> no, I got I got a perfect example of that, right? So not Thomas Sewell, not Thomas Sewell, but but his his best friend, Walter Williams, used to host used to guest host for Rush. Do you know where Walter Williams was born? Or where he grew up? Nope. I've never even heard of him. Okay, he used to guest host for yeah. Rush. Walter Williams was born in a projects in Philadelphia. You know what? And and E. Michael Jones, uh, right outside of Blessed Sacrament Parish, and he, he uh, Walter Williams knew Bill Cosby growing up. He knew he knew all the you know Fat Albert and the and the you know whatever the cartoon was that Cosby was part of. He knew all those kids, and he was you know like a PhD economist. He wasn't bad. You know, he's a good free market economist, but he wasn't like anything super spectacular. Well, it didn't help us none having him co-host for somebody like Rush right, is, right. A, is another part of a bulwark. Right. Well, but here's the thing. Right. So, you know, Cosby was pretty funny himself. Hi. Was pretty funny. Uh, there's, there's some good stuff from uh, some of his routines. But of course, he's end up being, you know, ends up being a weirdo pervert. Right. Because he's surrounded by these gorgeous white women and his wife is probably, you know, 190 pounds of linebacker mean. Right. Well, so what about all the people that got murdered in Philadelphia that, you know, that lived in that, you know, from from Negroes that lived in that project is is the one Walter Williams or the one Bill Cosby worth it what about the irish neighborhood that used to be there that was gone what about all the or, people or about robbed? kensington have you seen this uh kensington what about these nigger drug dealers pushing all that poison to young white women that is one of the most infuriating things mm. i've ever seen watching these videos of Kens- kensington philadelphia with these what you that's, know that's, what you know were gorgeous fucking white women i mean the most precious resource on this earth completely yep. ruined by this fucking jewish poison pushed on us by niggers and mexicans yep and and john you, mm-hmm. you got it completely right the the most important natural resources are uh you know oil and gas uh fresh water and attractive white women and that's why everybody wants to be where we're at because because you want to you know like i said it last time but i'll just reiterate for the cheap seats like you want to prove god exists 19 mm-hmm. year old white girl that's, That's right. Look, yep. look straight hey, in her eyes, man. brother. You know, there's nothing that can lift us up. The, the impact that it has on the soul of a white man is the evidence, right? Um, you can feel it inside you. There's a biological response to it. Um, and, uh, you know, look at your daughters, look at your mother, um, and, 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 you know, look at your wife. And, uh, you know, you realize very quick that they're coming for something, right? They're coming for what's yours, and we don't have an opportunity to defend them in the way that we're meant to. And the only ideology that offers us a foothold to be able to uh, do that is ours. And the bulwark that's set up and the attention that's taken away, the protection that's taken away from, from white women, um, it's, it's part of it. It's an assault on, on, on our babies and, and on our wives and on our mothers. And it's uh, if it's palatable to on, anybody, on you have men. a problem. Yep. 
serious problem, you need to look in the mirror and give your head a shake because you're not seeing the world for what it is. Amen, brother. Absolutely. 100%. No diamonds, no diamonds, and no, there's no water, there's no river, uh, there's no land, there's no building, there's no shekel that, that compares. Um, so, you know, this, this MGTOW shit, this, anyway, I don't, I don't want to take my, what I was saying in the direction of, 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 of Nick Fuentes and these types, but the incel shit, um, and, and, and the amount of, um, of, uh, airtime it gets from the media to make white women feel like white men don't love them. Um, it's very disgusting to me. Or aren't you know? strong, even worse than that, brother, aren't strong enough for them. Right. Mm. Right. A woman, hey, listen to this, and this is gonna, and ladies, I love y'all, but you're gonna know in your heart that this is true, right? You're gonna know in your heart that what I'm about to say is true. It's going to sound harsh, but it's it's going to it's it's true. A woman would rather be with a man that shows them little to no love, but they know can protect them, than they would some some cushy faggot that's like showering them with love and gifts and 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 gushy shit, but it's an absolute fucking pussy that can't defend him or their kid. 100% a woman would rather be with an asshole that they know can kill the, that can kill the woolly mammoth than some pussy that's going to be scared of a spider. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. And women, you, you'll know that that's true whether you want to admit it or not. They would rather be with a man that shows them very little to no love but can protect them than a man that showers them with love and is a fucking coward. There's no question about it. You know, I, I hate to repeat an Andrew Tate take, but I was rabbit holing on YouTube yesterday and he gave, there was a short where he said, Someone asked him if he'd rather be smart or strong. And the reality is, um, if you could only choose one and you couldn't change the other, right? Strong is better because as smart as you want to be, I could still kill you. Right. Well, so we well, need to go in that direction. Well, but, but like, you want to talk about a terrible thing, right? Like, the it's also media. a false dichotomy. So it's also yeah, also a false yeah, dichotomy like, because of the archetype of the cultured thug. White men are both, and yeah, you well, should never forget mm. that both opportunities are within you, and we need right. to actualize both of those things, or else we don't get where we need to be to where the the, the white woman is protected. And I, I, again, I only I always say 3.0, but I believe that all of our solutions lie in the 3.0 lifestyle. It's complete. It gives everybody what they need. Well, you you need to be. I mean, like, um. Everything I have to say as a as a big brain dude, if I'm a fat sloppy piece of shit, no one cares, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. When you are and, a fat sack of shit, everything you say or do is predicated on the fact that you're a fat sack of shit. That's all anybody sees. Yeah. Is right. anybody gonna take advice from PPP on uh, anything? No. <laughs> right. Like, right. Well, <laughs> right. No, and and it's not just it's 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 multiple things, right? Like if you if you're addicted to drugs, yes, right, you're weak, you know, deeply weak, right? You like you, you sabotage your case. If you're um like an open uh, major coomer, right? No one's gonna like. I don't care what you got to say about anything, man. You could have you could be right about everything, but if you're like, uh, you know, give me a minute, I gotta go whack one off like what the fuck you know like and there are people who like who are like that you know out there and it's like whatever you have to say is useless and i'm not saying everyone's got to have like a, like a body like achilles and i'm not saying that you can't have like you know i'm i'm 
an old dude now, and so I'm not in as good a shape as I was when I was in my 20s. But if you see pictures of me when I was 23, I was jacked. You know, like no, there's no shame in in being, um, you know what you are, right? Like like no one expects a 45 year old man to be, um, like running sprints with the guys who were 20. But we, but you know, like to the extent that you, it's possible. You need to be working on that. And and here's the thing, right? Like, look at Ben Shapiro, right? <laughs> if it weren't for our system that, like, he's just a weighty little nerd who starts shit. Like, he, he is the epitome of the dude who's, like, starts a fight with his mouth and then, like, ducks under, like, you know, a swing and then goes out the back door. Look at mm-hmm. that guy. Look at that guy. And then realize that, like, he's been advocating for the genocide of decent people in Palestine for the last 20 years, I remember reading his little fucking columns on world net daily back in the early aughts where he was talking about like, and he was like 17, 18, 19 years old. Right. Well, the, the thing is, is we have to totally genocide all the Palestinians because Palestinians aren't real and they're, they're, you know, monsters and stuff like, like, right. Look at that guy. Yeah. The plastic surgery too. Right. The nose, you, it's not his nose, it, bro. No. Well, yeah, probably not. But like, like, why and i'm not saying just oh he's short so we ignore him right like there's i know short dudes that whip my ass right because they bench three plates <laughs> yeah he's a fucking weasel he's a weasel he's a, he's he's a tiny little weak yeah. weasel that no one should listen to because he doesn't back mm-hmm. it up you know like it's one thing for me to be a truculent motherfucker but uh i've thrown down in my time you know i i, I can be truculent you know why Cause I'm willing to get punched in the mouth. I'm going to punch someone in the mouth. Yeah. This is the little tradition. Benny this has is... never, ever been in a fight in his life. It's an American right. tradition, The rugged individualism, you know, it needs to be shifted to rugged collectivity. Right. And everybody has something to bring to the table. So you, you, you maximize your strengths and double down, double down your strengths and maximize your weaknesses. Right. And come together with your brothers. There's a solution. There's protocols and they need to be followed. It's not negotiable anymore. People think that, oh, uh, because Trump, well, we have no options anymore. We have no nothing to go to. You absolutely have somewhere to go and you absolutely have obligations to fulfill. And they mu- it must be done because I said this on, on Nick's show the other night, but time's running out. 2030 is around the corner. The, 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 there's no more electoral process in, in any white country. Canada's fucked to the wall, to the wall. America's right around the corner. And if people don't start to wake up and start to get disciplined and militant about being white men and protecting their women and their children and their mothers, it's not going to be pretty. It's coming. And, Mm. and right. Like I I was talking with somebody about this recently, but like South Africa is what they want for all of us, man. Mm. Yes. I think we're worse than South Africa real quick. I'll get to that in just a second. I want to say thank you to uh, run a mucker and return to Champ and Sing Red. Thank you all very much. Runner Mucker, I'll get to your question here in just a minute. Yeah, brother. Uh, Dark Enlightenment, this is something I've said before, and I've had a little bit of pushback on it, but just hear me out. I think that the United States of America is more dangerous for white people than South Africa. I think more white people are murdered, brutally murdered, at the hands of non-whites, blacks, and Mexicans in the United States of America than in South Africa. I think it is far more dangerous statistically. You are much more like more likely to be killed at the hands of a non-white in the United States of America than you are in South Africa, in my opinion. 
maybe not like pure pure violence but like if you if you add up the vaccine high fructose corn syrup um opiate i'm talking about like if you you add like like okay um we're jack's buddy of mine um i know you know who he is right Mm -hmm. like like if if it weren't for you know um, we're like we're like Blaster and Master Blaster, you know the the second Mad Max movie for Israel, right? You know, like yep, we're the we're the thing. The United States, right, mm. is the is the muscle behind Zog, and we're the, we're the thing that keeps down the National Party in Ireland. We're the thing that keeps down Patriotic Alternative in England. We're the thing that keeps down um, NPD or other alternatives in Germany. We're the party that you know, like if if. Brewers were just allowed to do whatever they needed to without suppression by the United States of America. They take care of it. Well, I think they, I think they have more freedom to do what they want. Okay, so think about uh, you. Remember, yeah, you might you, be right. Do you, you know, remember like you, uh, what was yeah. it? Where was it? I can't remember the exact name of the place, but a while back, uh, a young uh, man named Brendan something or other—I forget his name—he was killed, and they, and they like impaled him on his fence post. And when that happened. The Boers went ape shit, and they raided the fucking jail. They flipped over a bunch of fucking vehicles and caught them on fire and raided the fucking jail trying to find these niggers that did it armed. And none of them went to jail. If that would have happened here, the fucking U.S. military would have come and hunted every white man that was involved in that down, and we would have never and, gotten and out of jail. No, and, and and if you don't believe me, they put bayonets in the backs of school children to make them yep. go to school with feral animals in, in the 1950s. Yep. Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Look it up. It's one of the most heartbreaking pictures you'll ever see in your life. It's brutal. Um, you know, the, the storm, the beaches at Normandy, we lost, lost, lost our, our some of our best sons there. Um, and and that it, without American involvement in World War II, there's a different outcome, and we're living the repercussions of that. And when you see something like, uh, now I don't want to do Russia, Poland, Ukraine stuff. I really don't. Sorry, but if if America gets pulled into this. Right, they're going to be doing the same thing on a global scale again. It needs to absolutely not happen, no matter what. No, it cannot no, no, no. be. It can't be young American boys can no longer. Uh, it can't happen if 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 it changes, and and and, they, and we and you refuse to go as a collective. If Canadian men refuse to go as a collective, then they lose their ability to leverage. Um, American strength against the rest of the white world and it falls apart in their hands and they're scared We're right on the edge of that happening. We need to keep pushing and keep collectivizing keep becoming militant in our own area in our own backyards protect our own women and our own children our own mothers not Jewish women not Jewish mothers not Jewish children Well people forget about this but but um um Canada Little tiny Canada. Um, you know, even smaller back then. They had their entire their own beach at Normandy. Yes, sir. Okay. The um the Canadian Armed Forces is, you know, in both world wars performed exemplary, right? It was the it was the British colonials, the white British colonials in Africa, in Australia, in New Zealand in Canada that were like big Aryan beef, uh, you know, in, in uh, Australia and New Zealand, they were all fed on lamb and mutton. And in Canada, they were like, you know, beef fed, you know, eating uh, Canadian bacon and shit every day. 
like lumberjack motherfuckers, you know, plowing those plowing fields in Manitoba. Um, uh, every one of those guys, right? Like they were they were giants among men in those days, compared compared to you know almost everyone else they were fighting. And if it wasn't for them, that they would have lost. You know, they, they would have lost. I'll give you an example. Okay, so the 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 highway between Alaska and the rest of the United States. Right, that goes through Canada. Mm-hmm. They shipped a total of ten percent of the Soviet aircraft that ever fought on the Eastern Front through Canada. They flew them from all the factories to Great Falls, Montana, and then up the road all the way to Alaska. And then from Alaska, the Russians took it and took it all the way across Siberia thousands and thousands of aircraft like like an, enough to make a difference in winning the war type in addition to the thousands and thousands and thousands of tons that went across the north atlantic to archangel and then uh the thousands of more tons that went up through the caucasus from iran when it was controlled by england so it's not just the like it's not just the um you know the blood and the sweat and the death that americans and canadians you know provided in that evil war it's it's Millions and millions and millions of ton of food, gas, trucks, material. The the Russians would have starved. The commies would have starved to death if if it wasn't for the fact that Canadian wheat farmers, as good imperial subjects, gave them millions of tons of wheat. It's a great shame. It's a great shame. And and old old uh, uh, Canadian. Um... Uh, patriotism. We we have somebody up here called Don Cherry who used to be on hockey. I know Don Cherry. Canada. Yeah, I, know. I, I love yeah. I love Coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I used to too. I grew up on him, and I I'm, I grew up in in a place where um you know there was referendums, and I, I used to fight like you know in the street when I was a little kid, French kids, and on behalf of what I thought Canada was, and uh, it. it as as an adult, um, you know, you quickly realize that it's 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 become a very disgusting thing, a very gay thing. And if you look at the genetics that you're describing, all you have to do is look at the NHL. You know, um, yeah, the, the type of men that 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 the, the best of us, you know, um, um, play play in that league, and and, and the heart and the skill um, is wasted on 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 a sport run by Jews again. Right. So yeah. it's, it's 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 a it's a it's a reorientation of our energy um, and it can be easily reoriented back to our own interests. Well, and should we choose notice, it? And we just have notice, to choose I mean, I'm not a not a fan of Africa tree hockey. Right. But uh, but notice. Right. That, that they never play. There's there's no guy. There's no Jew who like laces up his skates, puts on his pads and goes out there and, you know, comes up the right side on the wing right get ready to make a pass and is ready to take a hard hit like a, a yuki or a scotsman or some other you know like red ensign canadian who's gonna you know who's gonna play hockey and be tough right right and, and we're supposed to pretend that like a Hancouver is just perfectly okay right like like this great city named after a great british explorer this great canadian city that was like an outpost of Western civilization on the far Pacific. Um, we're supposed to just pretend that like it's okay that that's been taken over by by freaking Pajits and, and Chinese people, you know. And and they could never build something that night, right? Every single one of them 
No, I've said that before. Like, people always try to say that, like, the Chinese were the other people that built civilization. Like, fucking bullshit. A pagoda, a fucking bossel wood fucking shitty pagoda is in no way comparable to, like, the Sistine Chapel. Right? Or Notre Dame. Or any of these great wonders that Europeans it's not. Built. It's not comparable to, like, freaking Victoria, British Columbia, dude. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, it's it's just not. You know? And... and Again, I, I mean, I hate to stare at that. Oh, actually, I love to hate to stare at that little king's face because this guy, like him and his people, right? They'll take over the NHL, they'll, but they won't play in it. You know, who's, yeah, just who's be the great owners? Right. Who's who's the greatest, you know, top five, right? Uh, Gordie Howe, Wayne Gretzky, who looks pretty much just like George Washington. Um, Lemieux and Morris Richard, yeah, uh, Bobby Orr, right? Okay, they're they're all big, strong, tough Northern European dudes. I mean, okay. you can make you can make a pretty good case though. God, what's his name? He's plays for the Caps now. He's he's one of the all time greats. Ovechkin, yeah, Ovechkin. Like he's he's Russian, right? So like, yeah, we're supposed to we're supposed to pretend that um that like that. that that Ben Shapiro gets to tell Alexander Ovechkin what to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's, that's the current order of things, right? Like, like Bobby Orr was 230 pounds, quick as a cat, tall, good looking dude. Mm-hmm. Right. Strong. Absolutely. And, and, and we're supposed to like, just lit, sit there well, like some weedy little five foot three, never thrown a punch in his life. Ben Shapiro looking dude tells Bobby Orr, well, you need to do this or <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me, sir. You need to do it this way because I'm smarter than you. So I, you have to listen to me because I know more and I have more money than you. Get the Gordy Howe. Listen, Gordy Howe played professional hockey till he was 55 years old. <laughs> he, put, he put four of his sons in the NHL. Um, you know, it's 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 an absolute travesty. I heard I saw somebody in the chat say that they fired uh, Don Cherry for not being a faggot. Um, but the thing is, is that Don Cherry was part of the bulwark, right? He was allowed to promote can- Canadian patriotism um, in the same way that you see people promoting American patriotism yeah. uh, around the bulwark now. Um, our, the, can- the Canadian flag, the maple leaf, was specifically chosen to undermine what the true Canadian identity is because what the fuck is a maple leaf? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? No, Nothing. bring back the red ensign, man. Bring back the red ensign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least at least Americans bled for their country, right? Uh, and 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 Canada has been unfortunately as 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 much of a beautiful pool of genetics that has been and the intention behind Canada initially it's always been a place of of cuckery and a place that's been used and exploited for its resources. The whole world wants what Canada has and the only reason that they don't have it now and they're taking it. I'm telling you right now they're taking it. It's all being sold like like the Jews own us, they own all of our debt and China is their tenant. 
right? They, we're, we're fucked. And if, and, and it was a huge Fed post, we need to be annexed by good Americans or else the whole world is going to suffer. There's going to be fucking droughts and famines and all kinds of horrible shit as a result of this. So we need um, white men to return to their own interests. Look at the face of your wife. Look at your baby girl. Look at your mother and be willing to go to war for it like we did in the past, not for the Jew. So, guys, speaking of Jews, I want to shift gears a little bit. I want to watch this video. We're going to talk about that. And then, uh, D.E., you had something you wanted to talk about that was really interesting, and I do want to talk about that before sure. we get out of here. So uh, let's, let's, let's. I'm all for trashing this uh, slimy little Jew. Well, unfortunately, I, I'm going to be kind of taking shots at E. Michael Jones here. Uh, and I think you guys on it. I think he gets <clears throat> I think he loses this exchange for mm. a very specific reason. And I'll say why. And I think you guys will see it as well if we get uh, through this. So here we go. This is E. Michael Jones squaring off with Ben Shapiro. My name's E. Michael Jones. I'm the editor of Culture Wars magazine. I've been involved in this fight for over 40 you years. Uh, you guys can't hear it? No. Mm -hmm. No, I've seen it, though. I've seen it before, though. Here, let me I have seen it up. before, too, actually. There you go. did yeah. sidewalk counseling in front of the old uh, abortion clinic on St. Louis Boulevard. Uh, knew a lot of the founding people uh, uh, on this organization, like Virginia Black and Charlie Rice. So uh, I've been around for a while, and uh, when Roe was overturned, suddenly there was a new wrinkle to this whole story. Uh, at this point, 140 Jewish organizations announced that abortion was a fundamental Jewish right. It is not. I mean, I, I can give you the whole Jewish law breakdown right now. Uh, the bottom line is that Judaism is a pro-life religion with the possibility of what we would call in Hebrew uh, a heter, which is essentially a, a dispensation. Right? Like you'd, you actually have to go to a rabbi for a dispensation on abortion, but I would say that the, the most famous rabbis of the 20th century, Rav Moshe Feinstein, Rav... Uh, See, the pill pool he's doing right here is... The abortion he's talking about is once they consider it a life, but Jews only consider it a life at a certain point. Before that, it's just like they consider it like water or some weird satanic shit like that. This is all in the Talmud. Yeah, they say it's part of the woman, I guess, or something like that, I yeah. think. It's so, also only for them, right? It's not for the goyim uh, at all. Right. Right? Every goyim is dispensable. Every goyim should be killed. Joseph Baird Soloveitchik, um, both of them believed in, in the full pro-life position. Uh, there are some fringe positions inside Judaism that suggest the opposite, but the bottom line is that it is not a violation of religious freedom to have a neutral statute that applies criminally across all people. That's not a violation of religious freedom. I mean, this is something that's been held repeatedly by the Supreme Court itself. So the, the, this notion that you have a religious freedom to get abortion or that it's a religious act to be able to get an abortion is kind of a wild claim. Particularly, and, and by the way, the, the, the Jewish organizations that are pushing this most of them don't even keep Shabbos. I mean, like, most of them don't keep kosher. Most of them don't, don't do any of the actual... So he Jewish gave the game away right there. And E. Michael Jones didn't capitalize on it. But it's, it's, it's a ridiculous claim legally, morally, Judaically. It, it, it has very little to support it. So are Would these 140 on Jewish John? organizations wrong? Yeah, where, where Michael Jones, E. Michael Jones drops the ball here and where, and where Ben Shapiro knew he would drop the ball here because Ben Shapiro knows who the fuck E. Michael Jones is. Make no mistake about it. Where he knew... E. Michael Jones would drop the ball is appealing to, uh, what is it called, secular Jews. Jews that don't follow Judaism proper, right? But the thing is, Jews act as a collective racially. 
right? They act as a collective racially, and E. Michael Jones refuses to acknowledge race. That's why he gets his ass kicked right here, because Ben Shapiro knows that. Ben Shapiro knows that E. Michael Jones denies race. So he knew he could hoodwink his ass by saying, oh, well, you know, uh, non-practicing Jews may say that, but actually us, us real practicing Jews, we don't believe that, which is absolutely fucking bullshit for one. But the way to defeat that argument is to, is to point out the fact that, oh, hold, hold on there, slow-mo. I don't give a fuck about secular Jews because you guys act as a racial collective, right? And this is propaganda. You are using rhetoric to further destruct to to further destroy white countries with these abortion laws that's it when they say that was you gonna say something to e did we lose the e no i'm just listening man okay right on right on yes they're they're dead wrong when they say that uh, and Why is it that so many of them say that then? Because the vast majority of Jewish organizations don't know anything about Judaism. I mean, honestly, this is a question that I get more broadly a lot of the time. The question I get more broadly a lot of the time, and this is really more about voting. They'll say, like, why do so many Jews vote, vote liberal? Why do so many Jews vote in favor of anti-religious positions? Why do so many Jews support gay marriage? Why do so many Jews support abortion? Why? And the answer is because the vast, vast, vast majority of Jews are not observant in any way. It's like asking, right? Like, because they Jew, act as a racial collective, not a religious a doesn't collective. Doesn't actually mean that you practice Judaism in any sort of serious fashion. It's, it's sort of like asking people if they were born Catholic and then polling Catholics, right? There are a lot of people who were born into a Catholic family and no longer practice practice Catholicism. So if you ask a lapsed Catholic about their perspectives and then you attribute that to Catholicism, you'd be making a fairly large category error. This happens with Judaism all the time, all the time. Because the truth is that if you look at the Orthodox community, the Orthodox community that takes seriously Jewish law tends to vote overwhelmingly to the right and tends to be significantly pro-life. So there's a kosher sandwich, Ben. From a practical point of view, these cases... Yeah, but but E. Michael Jones doesn't have the tools in his tool belt to acknowledge that, right? He does not have the tools in his tool belt to wield that weapon and fire that shot. Well, and and I've interviewed Dr. Jones. I've read his books. I, I consider him... Uh, someone I respect very much, but you're completely right on this, man. And here's why. Okay. Ben Shapiro has a lot of money compared to me, but he's not real rich, right? The same secular Jews. He ain't Oprah rich. (laughs) Like, okay. But, but the, the, the secularist Jews that run American business, they tolerate Ben because his children or the ultra-Orthodox because half of them are going to secularize and then join them in the ranks of without the the Orthodox or the ultra-Orthodox, Israel has a major demographic problem. And so these people view you know, these, these religious Jews as basically hatcheries for future secular Jews. That's a right? good take. 100%. Right? And so these people, right? So E. Michael Jones is like, well, well, okay, well, if, if um, you know, and I'm Catholic, and I've done the whole pray in front of abortion clinics thing, and I've, you know, I've stood there with my rosary and prayed that the, you know, the murder that goes on in these places stops, um, you know. So I, I, 
I've done this thing, you know, I, I, maybe not as long as Dr. Jones, but I've done it for a long time. And here's the problem. Like you said, John, it's not a racial thing. It's like, okay, so Ben Shapiro says, I don't give a damn about America becoming brown. And then the second, oh, the second his ox is gored, Kanye is anti-Semite, Kanye is anti-Semite. What about all these anti-white people that you said you didn't give a shit about, John? you know, Ben? You know? Oh, okay, so it's different for you. So you act racially all the time in your interests. And then when ordinary, you know, Christian white people, goyish white people, like E. Michael Jones, who doesn't see race, he says, well, this is both religiously and racially against my interest to have, um, you know, some someone uh, possibly slaughter my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren in their mother's womb. And so I'm against it on a racial basis. Like Ben Shapiro would come down, oh, that is not American. That's not a that's not anti. That's and it's the it's the it's the chutzpah and the hypocrisy that these people do all the time that only our our movement calls them out on it, only us notice it. And and this is why E. Michael Jones constantly loses. He got BTFO by Jared Taylor, not because um he's wrong about something, but because he just refuses to deal with the realities of race. It is the biggest blind spot in his whole effort. Yeah, and I think he does great. I love so I love the way oh, he does great he, work. Like no, his 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 um uh way of approaching anti-Semitism from a Christian worldview, I love it. Right? Because it's accurate, right? But his inability to see race for what it is 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 like you said, it's just a huge blind spot that I wish because if he could overcome that and 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 sharpen his racial sword the way his religious sword is, he would be unstoppable. Right. Well the, if you if you took Jared Taylor's Ooh. views on race and E. Michael Jones's views on the Semites and combine them, you would have the perfect boomer. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 100%, man. Uh, There's no question, man. But yeah, to, to, to move on from this, I mean, we got all we need to see about it. It's just, that's basically it right there. But to move on from this, brother, you had a, a really good post you made the other day, and it really did kind of hit me in the heart because it's something I'm struggling with right now, like currently. Um, you made a post and it was something to the effect of, you know, you have, uh, three choices, but you can only have two of them basically, right? You can either have somewhere that's close to your work. You can have somewhere, you know, when you're looking for a place to live, you judge it off of three things, close to work, uh, safe. And, um, what was the other one? So the, the, the trilemma that American find is like is is it close to work is it safe and can i afford it there we go yeah can i afford it right Right? because there's in every city right there's a nice neighborhood in the middle of town or downtown where it's safe it just costs you a million dollars right right yeah and if you want to be close to work, you're going to be in a fucking brutal city environment that's going to be absolutely treacherous, right? And then if you want to be somewhere safe, it's going to be miles away from your job, right? And that's something that I am currently dealing with right now. Like, um, our car we bought in 2019, and I don't know if it's the exact mileage, but it has to be close to 100,000 miles on that thing already because of how much we drive that motherfucker. It's, a, it's an hour 
to get me to work and then another 30 minutes for my wife to get to work after she drops me off, right? Uh, and that's just so we can live in a semi-rural area. And that and, and you guys make the sacrifices to have only one car. I mean, it's 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 difficult, right, for you guys, you know. And if you had to have two cars, you'd have twice the insurance, twice the gas at five dollars a gallon, right? You know, you're burning twenty dollars a day just just to get back and forth to work. If you got two cars, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's not that's not like two mm, big trucks. That's two like Toyota sedans. You yeah, still this is be- a normal family car. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're not talking like, you know, a, a 15 person van or a gigantic truck. You know, we're talking like five person sedan. Right. And so the problem, I mean, one of the one of the biggest, biggest things the Jews have done to disempower us is force us to live in ways that are politically impossible. And I'll, I'll just kind of run through this real quick. All right. So you could live in downtown Tulsa, right? That was, that was someplace affordable and close to work. Treacherous. But your wife would be in danger of being raped every day. Your kid would get stabbed at school. You know, your house might get burned down. Shit's just going to disappear from your yard. You can't do that. You know, like Akul was saying, we you know the, we got the most precious thing in the world. We got white women and white children. We got to worry about. So you can't you can't do it. Okay, yeah. well, okay. If you don't have a million dollars, if you're just a working staff who's like, man, I'm glad I made you know, dude, I, I did good this year, man. I had sixty thousand dollars. I put in a bunch of overtime. You know, we were doing good. Got a Christmas bonus. Put me over. You know, I'm like, all right. You know, I'm living tall cotton. Sixty grand a year. Right. For an ordinary working class person, that's a lot of money. Well, you know, you need to make twice that or three times that if you want to live in the in the neighborhood, in the Tony neighborhood that's, you know, close to downtown. And. Uh, like that that has, you know, like. A, you know, gated like gated community or something. You need to make a lot of money, right? So most everybody, because money is the biggest constraint in our society because we don't have any communities, like they, they choose, you know, um, they choose something that's far away that enables them to be safe that they can afford. So like, like if you were a young single, single dude, right, you could, you could just be like, all right, well, I'm just going to be strapped everywhere I go. And I'm just going to take the chance and you know, just be poor and live close to work and make it. But there's no place you can have a family. And it's not like you can organize, like, you know, like there might be something going on in your neighborhood that's not good. But if you were trying to organize with your neighbors, you're going to get stabbed. All right. If you're rich and you start, you know, bringing up things like, I don't know, the Jews are behind abortion and pornography and, you know, all this other shit, right? Like pretty quickly, you're going to lose your job. And then you don't have any money and you don't have enough money to live in that good neighborhood. Well, if you live in like that suburb, like most Americans do, where you got to drive two hours every day at a minimum, right? Like an hour there, an hour back. That's lucky. Some people got to do four each way, you know, like it's, it's brutal, man. You know, 
or you know, two, two hours there, two hours back, 90 minutes there, 90 minutes back. That's why podcasts exist. People just got fucking sick of hearing the same freaking 50 journey songs over, you know, that journey led up when the Beatles Aerosmith, right? Like the same 15 freaking classic rock songs all over and over, over and over again. Um, so most people, okay. Well, but if you live in one of those like regular suburban communities, right? It's all cul-de-sacs and streets. There's no place you can go. There's no bar. There's no pub where you can go and be like, hey, man, we're getting screwed. There's no center of town where there's a town square where you can like have a, yeah. have a rally or have a meeting. There's, we, there's nowhere to go. It, it's it's by design, right? Like, oh, well, we got the mall. Well, the mall is private property. And the second you start like standing on, you know, in the main, you know, square of the mall in front of the JCPenney or whatever, and you get up on a ladder and you start screaming about how <laughs> it's the Jews, you're going to get tossed out. So, and the, the mall was invented by Victor Gruen, an Austrian immigrant. Yeah, we talked about this. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the, the suburb was invented by Levitt and Sons. <laughs> like, you know, and, and Robert Moses. I mean, like, it, it's every single time. And so what we need to do, what our movement does, what um, I have found is, is that many people in our movement they want to recapture that traditional small town where there's like an actual identifiable center of town and you can go have a couple of beers and you can talk about politics. You know, I mean, my, my dream is to like live in a small town where I can walk to work and after work I can swing by with the boys and you and me can hoist a couple cold ones and yeah. Wa- walkable cities with accessible third spaces are something that has absolutely been stripped away from us. We, me and Akila talked about this a few shows back, uh, the breakdown of third spaces, right? Um, town right. squares, like you were saying earlier, pubs, uh, men's clubs. This is also kind of like, uh, the evolution of Putnam's theory, right? And bowling alone, right? Yeah, this exactly. The, the breakdown of, of social spaces because of social cohesiveness being broke down by the slamming together of, of disparate cultures. Exactly right. Exactly right. And, and, you know, like, uh, I don't want to give JD Vance too much credit for anything, but you know, when he said decline is a choice, it's absolutely a hundred percent a choice. Yes, it sir. is a deliberate policy. It is a deliberate policy. Why do people love going to Europe? Cause they, cause they love, like they love, Oh, this is really nice. This is psychologically satisfying. They'll be in Paris with these, you know, reasonable size buildings that are, look nice, that are walkable that like, you know, I can be in this like, you know, apartment B and B and I can get up and then I can walk down two flights of stairs, get the blood pumping, walk down, you know, 300 yards to a cafe, get a croissant and some coffee. And then, you know, I can take the missus and we can go look looking through Paris and we can hop on the subway and go, you know, wherever we want. It's a bill for human use to human scale. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like that's why people like Paris. That's why people like London. That's why people like, you know, old cities. That's why people love Rome. What what do you like about those places? Why do you, why do people love Victoria, British Columbia? Why do people love visiting like old school Boston or Charleston, South Carolina, or the parts of old Chicago, right? The, the parts that are nice, right? The back city. Right. That's why those people like those places. And yep. and th- that they've been deliberately taken away from us. And so I think I mentioned like a, a specific city, right? Like so at the very, very, very end of the panhandle in Oklahoma is a place called 
Cimarron. Cimarron County, right? And it borders Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, Kansas, and the rest of Oklahoma, right? 11,000 people live, or 1,100 people, pardon me, live in Boise City. The average income there is $35,000. Most everybody works in oil and gas or agriculture. You're a couple hours, maybe two, three hours away from like a El Paso airport or something. But there's no reason. There's no reason why in that place where $35,000 is the median, you couldn't pay people $50,000 to work a tech job. And then all of a sudden, you've got this coherent community where everyone can afford to live in town. And then, you know, John's wiring up the tech center. Why not? It's on a highway. It's not too far from a major airport. There's probably a hundred small towns all through America that have that same exact, you know, as long as you're east of Mississippi, there's a million small towns and I'm all over America that probably have some kind of hydro, hydropower in Western North Carolina, Southwest Virginia, you know, near a railroad. We could, we could have all kinds of really nice little small towns that were economically prosperous based off this new technological infrastructure. But they want those towns dead. But they want them dead because they're full of white people. Yep. Have, you ever, have you ever heard of this, DE? Uh, so this was actually years ago. This was actually before I was, uh, you know, racially conscious or, or white nationalist or whatever you want to call it. Before I was here where I'm at today. Uh, this was years ago, back when I was still heavy into, like, conspiracy shit. Uh, um, I watched this thing, and they were talking about... Um, the government trying to dissolve small towns by taking away their exits off of the highway. They would remove exits off of major highways that went into small towns to starve out their economy and shut them down because they want these towns fucking dead. Right, because Monsanto wants to buy that entire town and turn it into a, a massive corn farm. Or soybean mm -hmm. farm. Right. And the cultures there are forced, the, the people that live there or come from there or claim those towns, it, it becomes very insular. It's hard to insert yourself into the community, into the culture, um, because generations, but also because of civic nationalism um, and the concepts around the, the rugged individualism. Um, you know, our neighbors are, are still sort of far. Um, and so we want our space, but we also want to be left alone, um, which is all fine. Um, but, you know, it, it's tough to get out there. And um, in Canada, what happens is they're incentivizing um, immigrants and they're placing them in these communities. And the civic nationalism allows them to be embraced. Whereas, um, you know, somebody arguably like myself would try to move out to a small town. Um, I'd have to do some work to ingratiate myself um, whereas, you know, some Paki is, 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 is rather welcome, similar to, you know, my, my, my soul longs for Ireland. You know, I feel it very deeply. And if, if I were to go back there, so, so where my family comes from in Newfoundland, I'm a mainlander. I'm not from there. It's my island. My grandfather, my, 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 my ancestors founded that island. My, 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 the first ancestor that landed there, uh, performed mass and he wasn't, um, a priest and he was he was they 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 let him do it um 
because he was able to, um, through his strength, uh, man the outposts. And they were chased out of Ireland. And so if I go back to where I'm from in Newfoundland, I'm not claimed. If I go back to Ireland, I'm not claimed. But the Nigerians that show up are accepted and they have Irish accents. And it breaks my heart. I have oh, no that's... representation. There's no space for me in the world unless I take it. No, it's I can I can feel it in your I can feel it in your voice, brother. It's heartbreaking. And here's here's the problem, right? Right. And I'm I'm of Irish descent myself, right? Okay. Our people, Celtic people. Uh we settled all those islands. They're ours. Yes, Newfoundland's brother. ours. The Newfoundland fiddle is ours. You know, That's the Gaelic is ours. We it belongs to us. And as a as an Irishman, it's my right to go from Boston up to Newfoundland and Nova Scotia. It's literally New Scotland. Nova yes, Scotia is literally New Scotland, right? You know what? It's my right to sing Stan Rogers at the top of my lungs and say, I wish I was in Sherbrooke now as loud as I fucking want because I'm I'm an Irishman. I'm a white man. And this belongs to me. It's mine. You can't take it. You can't take Georgia from me. You can't take Alabama from me. You can't take Virginia from me because they're mine. Your people had nothing to do with any of it. My ancestors sweat and bled and worked and built these places into some place that your ass wants to be at. And until everyone understands that only our people can build some place that everyone else wants to be. Okay. Redheaded Irish lasses with green eyes, blue eyes. Everyone in the world, everyone in the world falls in love with those pale Irish girls with those with that milk colored skin. It's just like you like she get a sunburn if she went outside, but she's got those beautiful light eyes and either that red hair, or that blonde hair, or that dark hair, like that dark black hair and those green eyes, man. Dude, that fucking pale skin, I love it. I hate I'll tell you right now, I hate it when I see white women tanning their skin up like some fucking spick. I hate oh, it. Cause I right, love but, that pale skin, dude. Right. But, but but okay, those are ours. And it, ours. and it doesn't doesn't matter, doesn't matter if it's Victoria, British Columbia, all the way on one end of North America, all the way to on the other end of freaking Asia in Vladivostok, Russia. They're all ours. We built all of them. And as a member of Western civilization, as a member of the white races, I get to go to any of those places and I get to appreciate all of them because they're all mine. And you know what? As a white man, it's my job to to take fellow visitors. You know, if you come to me, I'm supposed to go and say, hey, brother, welcome. Let me show you my community. Let's, let's get you the get you the good eats around here that we do better than anybody else. Right. And, and racial consciousness that we're building in our movement, I think will eventually lead to that. But here's the thing, right? We have been given this chance to organize amongst ourselves as things fall apart. And so we can live in the world we want to live in. Now we're just going to collectivize and work at it. I'll give you a couple examples. All right. You should be paying for a gym, hopefully. Right. Well, okay. Let's say you got a pool party or a group of guys, five guys. Every single one of you is 
paying a hundred dollars a month for a decent gym. That's five hundred dollars a month. The best set of stuff in the world is what two thousand dollars for home gym. On that, yeah. Okay, so that's three months of you guys saying, "All right, well, we're just going to do body weight stuff for the next few months. We're going to save our hundred, you know, five hundred dollars at a time. Four months from now, we're going to have the nicest home gym shit that we possibly could, and then, uh, and it's all going to be in Jimmy's garage for now." And uh, y'all like get together and you work out. Everyone shows up at Jimmy's at six o'clock Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? Listening to you know Warren Reed um, for a new blood and soil as you pump or you know whatever. Our music, a little bit of Patty on the on the maybe some maybe some metal. Who knows? Right. Hell yes. And that, but the, but then you know after four months, hey, everyone's saving a hundred dollars. So you take that hundred dollars, and you and you do it for a year, and everyone's jacked, and everyone's holding each other accountable, and everyone's feeling good. They're like you know what, we have this huge pile of money. Five hundred dollars a month after a year, that's what six seven thousand dollars. Be like, well, for this kind of money. We'll just get like a, a pre-manufactured steel building. We got a half down and we got payments on it. We can, you know, oh, hey, look at that. We can all move, move the gym stuff in there. And we find, find a raw piece of land, put everything on that. And then lo and behold, you've got your gym where you can have, you know, you can have, throw in a cheap ass bookshelf. And then everyone just chips in like, okay, hey, man, $20 a month for the library. And then all of a sudden, everything Imperium Press ever published, everything Antelope Hill publishes, everything from Kodo, everything from, you know, E. Michael Jones' Fidelity Press. Like, there's no reason for everybody to buy every book in existence. All of a sudden, you got a bookshelf and everyone just says, hey, everyone put 20 bucks in for the library. And we're just going to buy one copy or two copies of everything. Right. We're going to have a reading group on Friday nights instead of, you know, getting trashed. Right. Oh, look, lo and behold, we've got. uh. We got a spot, you know, we'll just move stuff out the way after we're done lifting, we'll move everything out of the way. We'll throw in a whiteboard and all of a sudden, you know, Jimmy, Stevie and Billy's kids, they're going to school. They're going to mama university. They're going to, instead of going to the public school where they're going to get stabbed, they're at the homeschool collective. Cause you got a piece of, you got a the building and they're going to use it five days a week. Then you find your local base pastor and you say, Hey pastor, we got this building. It ain't much, but if you need a church, as long as you don't cuck out, as long as you teach, you know, you, you preach the strong gospel, tell people that they need to love their own and that they need to not be degenerate and they need to not do drugs and they need to get married, have some children, you know, whatever, then you can use it for Sundays. And then all of a sudden, then, you know, Hey, Friday night, Saturday night, right? Look, it's, it's, it's the, you know, it's the fascia. We have our club meetings. We have our pool party meetings. We have our, you know, all in that same building. Yes, bro. And, and it's it's that kind of collectivization, living the life you want to live. What? Why? Why are people playing into the system that hates us? And I know it's hard, but we got to do things differently if we want to live differently. So I'll give you a perfect example. If like an ADU, uh, an accessory dwelling unit, is legal near you, right? 
throw up a mother-in-law apartment in the back of your place and one of your brothers is single crash there for you know three hundred dollars a month all of a sudden all of a sudden something goes down you got a brother who lives literally in your backyard all of a sudden you can split maybe maybe you know one of you guys has four or five six kids so you got a big ass van well every saturday right all the ladies get together and they'll go to costco and steve's big ass van and everybody saves money that way maybe you guys know a farmer and you're like hey man we'll take beef on the hoof we'll help you slaughter it we'll do whatever but we'll pay you know we'll cut out the middleman and we'll do a group buy of of this kind of stuff because the system is set up to make you depoliticize right like like in most american homes like they have an altar to the television like they're they're they literally worship the television like you go into their house and like it's 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 it it's like a oriented around the tv like the altar is the centerpiece of a church because mm-hmm. you're because you're set up to like drive you know you get up in the morning at five o'clock you bolt down some coffee you get in the car you drive to work from five to seven you go to work from seven you know seven to four and then you get in the car and you go home from four to six and you eat something and you're tired and you're both uh, you're both tired and maybe you just pick up some pizza because your wife works too right because you can't afford so so you pick up some fast food or some pizza or whatever you eat you make sure you know you help the little little jimmy run with his homework and by the time you're done with that man it is 7 30 you you know you did the whole like play with him maybe you take him to a maybe take him to soccer practice but it's eight nine o'clock you've been going you've been going for 12 hours hard and all you want to do is watch you know, drink a couple beers and watch some tv because you don't have the energy to do anything else and then you go to bed and then you get to do it up again you know, do the whole thing over again and by the time you know saturday comes around then you gotta freaking fix the house right or change the oil on the car because you, you know you're putting a thousand miles a week on it or, or damn near. So every, you know, once a month, you got to change the oil, right? And you can't afford to be spending that at the, at the garage. So it's designed to depoliticize you. Not only is there no place you can go, there's no pub where a bunch of us mix can go have a beer after work and not get a, you know, a de- not get a Dewey because we're walking five blocks, Right. And we can, you know, we can bitch about the city council or what have you. Well, and not only that, and I'd have to worry about some fucking boon coming in and shitting up the fucking night. You know what I mean? Some fucking toad walking in, peacocking, fucking up the night for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and like pubs, pubs were where the Irish Revolution happened because they would go into pubs, guys would have a drink. And they'd be like, you know, somebody like Fastcraft would be saying, like, man, this, we're getting screwed and here's how. Somebody like Akia would be like, man, this is why we're getting screwed. And then they go, oh, yeah, you know, actually, he's he's right. You know, the natural meritocracy of the white man would show up. And there'd be a guy who'd be like, well, I think that everything is fine. And everyone would be like, man, shut up. You know, like the Dave Chappelle thing, right? Like not to give that guy too much credit. But when, you know, he was like, you know, we say that, oh, Don, Donald Trump said that the system was rigged. And, you know, Hillary Clinton 
who's worth like a hundred million dollars, right? And Barack Obama, who's worth another, you know, tens of millions of dollars. They're like, oh no, it's not. And then every, you know, he's Chappelle's all like, wait a minute, you know, all the white people were like, hold on. Okay. Everybody knows they're getting screwed. All they need to do is look at their freaking pay slip every two weeks. The the thing is, is that because they control the media, that most people don't have the vocabulary to explain why they're getting screwed. And it's living differently, living um, you know, in alternative manners that's going to let us be free. If we do what everyone else does, we're going to get the same results everyone else has. I don't, I don't want it to be any other way. Uh, I, 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 we have the greatest of opportunities. You know, if you listen to the speech at the end of, uh, of uh, To the Death, from Will to Rise Records, Nate, if no face Nate, um, the, the fact that this burden on our shoulders is is the greatest of honors, the greatest of opportunities. Um, and brother, and, I'll tell you something, and I mean this with a hundred percent sincerity in my heart. This group of men that we found ourselves around, uh, I'm not fit to polish Robert E. Lee's boots or Hans Guderian's boots. We are lesser sons of greater fathers, as Tolkien said. But we are their sons. And we, we are the ones carrying on the legacy of Western civilization. And the men fighting this fight right now, they are the finest man on the face of the planet today. 100%. There is nobody, there is nobody who is doing what we are doing. If you love Shakespeare, we're the only ones who are going to preserve Shakespeare. If you love St. Paul's Cathedral, we're the only ones who are going to make sure that that place stays a good place to be. If you love anything good in the world, we're the only people that are going to preserve that. The only ones. And you can't tell me any different because the, you know, those fucking communists are you know, gluing themselves to Vermeer paintings. And I'm not going to say what would happen to them and if I was in charge, but it wouldn't happen. You know, let's just say, as Borzoi would say, some of my Puritan priors (laughs) would come out. (laughs) Let's just say that. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and so, like, if you're listening to this right now and you're a Canadian and you're a Red Ensign Canadian and you're a Scotsman or an Irishman or an Englishman or Anglo or Ukrainian or whatever, if you're a real ass Canadian, an American Southerner, an American Southerner or whatever, you need know that the only people who are going to care about who John A. McDonald was or who Robert E. Lee was or who George Vancouver was or who anybody anywhere who ever did anything worthwhile is um, white nationalists who are not afraid of telling the truth about Jews. We're the only people because there's not a problem in the world not a problem in the world that doesn't touch on a taboo subject the truth about women, the truth about non-whites, the truth about race, the truth about Jews, the truth about what whatever you want to pick. There, no, there's no major problem in the world today that doesn't touch the taboo subjects in some fashion. Right. Porn, you know, no, no, November, right? Like porn is a weapon to destroy families and destroy civilizations. Who's behind that? Who's Montreal behind Jews. That? Montreal Jews. Yeah, Ben Shapiro, that's who's behind that. That's right. You know, and so, like, 
I know that I like repeat myself all the time about the same kind of stuff, but I, I, I do it because I want people to live better. I want you to have more time to play ball with your kid. I want you to have to not be so fucking tired that you can't have another kid with your wife because you're just both too tired to do it. I, I want to be able to walk into any community of our people in the world and grab a beer at the bar with our guys and and that Patty Tarleton's on the jukebox. And I want to be able to like shake your hand in every single pro-white community in America and in Canada. I want to be able to go on foot all the way across North America with nothing but our dudes who live in communities that are good places to live for them and their children. That's all that matters. Because either we do it our way or things fall apart completely. There's no choice. There's no there's no third way. There's no continuing this like, oh, well, we can just continue to commute for 90 minutes every day, each way. And things are just, no, we're running out of oil. It's not sustainable. We're running, out of, yeah. we're running out of food. You think that this is just going to keep going? It's not going to keep going. We have to live different. And it can start small, man. It can start with just that 100 bucks a month on the, at the gym. Yeah, right. Or, or slowly changing your diet, you know, weaning yourself off the poison and starting to, to I, eat. And, and brother, it's hard. I'm having a hard time Fuck with that yeah, myself, it is. dude. It's it's. I was actually I brought this up to my fucking boss the other day. We were talking, and I told him I was like, when we go into the store, we go to a gas. We leave the shop, and every morning we stop at the gas station and grab energy drinks and shit. You know what I mean? Before we take off, and I was like, when you go in the store, look, I dare you to find something with no sugar in it. You're gonna be in there for 45 minutes. You're gonna have to look at every fucking thing on the shelf in there to find something. With no not, sugar in it. Not even no sugar. No high fructose corn syrup. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%, man. And that's poison. That's poison. Absolutely it is. And, and, and why, okay, why does America's farmland, why are we growing nothing but corn and soybeans? Because we should be growing real vegetables. We should be growing real wheat. That goes into real sourdough bread that can feed children and not poison them. Well, lo and behold, who's the Monsanto family? Did they go to church on Sunday? No, sir, they do not. And this is why the whole like, like, I, I think the people who are like anti conspiracy, I think, make a mistake. And this is why I like conspiracy are just some of my favorite people is when you see the whole thing. I mean, obviously, the JQ is like the, the keystone of the whole. But when you see the different ways that are all tied together, there's a conspiracy there, man. A hundred fucking percent. You know, there's a conspiracy there. And the people that have done this to us, they didn't do it because they love us. They didn't right. do it because <laughs> they didn't do it because they want to take care of us. They don't, you know, um, and I'm an old married guy, but I feel real bad for like the younger guys in our thing that are single. Cause like, where are you going to go to meet a girl, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like Hobby like... Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it, dude. That's all you, yeah. that's the only place you can go. Basically. I mean, like, church is even paused to now. Oh, it's, it's terrible, you know? And so, right. Where are you doable. Gonna go? It's doable, though. It takes work. Well, it's, it's, it's doable. doable. Yep. But, but yeah. like, Okay, I mean, 
I mean, as a niche micro internet celebrity, right? Like you shouldn't have to be me to like figures like this is, you know, like, like what happens to like the dude who's just, I don't want to say anyone's just anything, but let's say like an average dude who's like works on an assembly line who watches the six o'clock news and he likes football like just a regular dude, right? You don't, you shouldn't have to be like this big brain weirdo on the internet who's, you know, like, like where I'm at, where I've read, you know, thousands, I've read a million words a year for the last 20 years about this stuff, right? It's strange. It's weird. The solution is, is in what you described just earlier leading up to this, you know, uh, the collectivization and the methods in which you described the um, ability to be with your crew, to be with your, with, with your, with your brothers, to walk through the streets of a city or a town with your brothers, to have a community and a collective to offer those women um, and offer groups of women so that they can network and they can, um, you know, have the life that, that, that they could see for themselves. Obviously there's a conditioning that within many women that works against that, but they can't deny their biology and they won't deny their nature if power is demonstrated at the grassroots level by each of those men. Like, so, like, uh, like yep. I'll tell a little story here. Uh, I went, to, I went to an event the first time I'd gone to something and my, my woman was with me and uh, I got approached all night like oh hey man it's it's you it's D. hey dude i really love your stuff and shaking people shaking my hand and saying hello and all this stuff and i'm basically just saying the same stuff i've been saying here tonight like that her attitude to me changed because she was like holy shit you're not just some dude you're like it's not just you opinionating people actually like listen to you and you know like like you know like People, you should be able to say, like, I'm fucking Aquila, man. Like, in the middle of town, you should be able to stand up on a fucking, you know, bandstand and be like, this is, like, this is the way it's going to be because I'm motherfucking Aquila. One day. Y'all are going to listen to me. John Fashcraft should be able to walk into the fucking city hall of his little town, put his nuts on the table and say, I'm in charge. Well, who the fuck? I'm John Fashcraft. Coming. You know, coming. You no, know, it is because this is the only alternative model that's going to work, right? This is the only alternative model that's going to work. You look at, I mean, our guys are different because they they lift and they don't jacket all the time and all the kinds of other stuff they try to eat right, eat clean. But like, have you seen Zoomers, man? <laughs> they talk like fags and their shit's all retarded. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, it's bad, dude. I'm, I'm like seeing these 20 year old white dudes and I remember being 20 and I was like, I was like a hard on with legs when I was 20, man. Do you remember being 20, John? Yeah, it was a wild, <laughs> yeah, it was a wild fucking time, but yeah, boy do I. <laughs> right? I mean, but, but these guys, they, they, they slouch, they don't got any muscle definition. They don't run. They don't like, like, it's like, so what is wrong? Well, the pro- problem is, is that they've been poisoned mentally and physically. And so, when you give, when you like, uh, Mike's one of Mike's best lines among the many, many, many hundreds of, of good lines. But it says, "White people don't breed in captivity." If you show, like those those mm. perfect nineteen year old white girls, if you show them a crew of like fifteen jacked white dudes walking down the street, 
dude, you're gonna need a freaking mop, okay? Uh, clean up (laughs) wet floor signs (laughs) (laughs) because right like if 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 the community right if these guys show up and they're like oh we've got this going and this going and this going and this going so how about you be part of it sweetheart yeah boom all they want they want it deep down in their soul and in their blood and their dna right it's, Mm -hmm. it's a throwback to to europe it's a throwback yeah. to those villages in Ireland and and in Germany well, that their that no. their ancestors came from. They can't deny it. Well, that that, that same village, uh, uh, it's part of my book that I'm working on. But but briefly, <sighs> villages in Europe worked like cities and communities worked like pizza slices, right? There was a center, like that that little table thing that like kids use as like a dollhouse, right? In the middle of the pizza box. And then there was the pizza, you know, well, that little center of the community, there was the village with the blacksmith and the brewer and the whatever. And then there was the land around it. And then those villages kind of did the same thing around a town, which did the same thing, you know, and then that those towns surrounded a city. Right. So that same development pattern went from Vladivostok all the way to basically the Mississippi, uh, Atlantic United States and for a little bit further into Canada. It's it's the better way to live, man. Truth. Very and much so. So and that's the, and that's the only pe- that's the only way people are going to make it in the future. Yeah. That's it, man. So guys, we got to get this close to wrapped up. I know Night Nation's about to go on and I got to get to bed when my wife gets back from picking our son up from school. She's going to hang me if I'm still on the show. But before we do that, <laughs> I have a couple questions from the chat and chat if you guys have any more questions throw them in there i want to start with this one because it was for the whole plant whole panel and i'm trying to 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 figure out what's going on here so this is from runamoker he says thoughts from the panel on the conversation they want you to have seems they're planning to pile on with all of their leadership ventures and rights they earned for their golems i bet they'll delay till they have today's profits pushing daisies leaving normies without a brain to follow uh runamucker i don't really know if that was a reference to something we were talking about but if you want to like tell us what you're talking about there and another uh thing we'll answer that because uh, i don't really do you guys understand what he's asking for there no no not entirely we had another one here that i did want to get to because it's something i like to address and de and uh well, i guess all of us here are christians so we can all kind of comment on our own feelings on this this is from valhalla they asked is christianity only for whites and this is going to be a very unpopular answer for people in our circles uh but no it's not it says in the bible it's for all nations but never forget the lessons being taught in um the tower of babel story it is for all nations, but those nations are supposed to remain separate and pure. The Bible never, ever, ever encourages miscegenation. It actually uh, denounces miscegenation. So while yep. Christianity may be for all nations, you are supposed to keep your nation pure and separate. Yes. Amen. Yep, 100%. So that's my answer on Christianity. Uh, Keely, you have anything you want to add or say anything with that? I think you might have just convinced me. I might have, I might have, um, I might have said no before I heard you explain that. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, I have a, I have a, a very deep um, ethnic tie to Catholicism. Um, and, and, and like my land and like my women, I believe it's mine. Um, and when I see uh, Blacks on uh, uh, reading from the book in church and I see uh, gay flags out front of the church, um, it makes me want to. Well, now uh, gay flags are something different, but can, can no. carry on. Yeah. Um, but it makes me want to uh, reclaim it for us, for whites, and for no one else. And I, but y- y- you're correct, John. Ultimately, well, and Akila, um, it's a whole nother, whole nother show. Like like three, four, five hours of me spurging out about how the church has been hijacked. I won't do that here tonight. But um, the, yeah. the 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 Christianity makes people the best that, version of themselves that they can be. But it doesn't change fundamentally who they are. So, blacks are still going to be black, Native Americans are still going to be Native American, you know, Indians are still going to be Indian, whatever. White people are still going to be white people, and only we can be us. And uh, and it's impossible, right? Uh, you know, the Southern Negroes have been Christian, quote unquote, for three hundred years, and they're still animals, man. What so, a beautiful world it would be if if um, if all nations were pure and Christian in the way John described the peace we could achieve, um, you know. So I believe that we're at the head of that and that we we're the tip of that spear, uh, and it's achievable. Um, but it's a great dream. Right, and and you know the the church has always taught that grace, the grace of God builds on the nature of the human being. It uh, doesn't fundamentally change it. Like you still. And um, it, again, you know, it's like to call back to what John was saying earlier, like if we said to people like you're going to be different than us as a black Christian versus a white Christian and you're going to have the problems of being black. Those are never going away. Uh, they, that would make them better. It's not our problems either. They're yeah, your no, problems. The, yeah, that's right. 100 percent. And the Jew would have us believe different. The Jew would have us believe that that we're responsible for the African and we're responsible for the Red Indian. And it's not the case. And it's disrespectful. Um, and it's disrespectful to us as well, you know, to have our resources and our labor turned to their well-being and away from our families, our future, and, and the legacy that we're trying to live and perpetuate. Um, so it, it, it does, you know, it's a source of anger. Uh, and at the same time, as I was stating before, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, God wants us to fulfill these things. Um, and there are protocols in place, as DE described in, in, that, in that, that long um, uh, description of collectivity that you provided. You described my life and the life of the men that I respect the most. I live in that way and I live that full time and the men that I love and respect the most live that way and they live that way full time. And um, I just hope that our enemies shake in fear um, at the thought of what we're able to achieve down the road. Um, It's a very beautiful thing. And again, I just wouldn't have it any other way and I wouldn't be involved in it with any other men. Um, Yeah, 14. Uh, I want to I want to respond to uh, Man Before Time uh, because you're right in a certain sense. Man Before Time says I just don't feel that blacks can understand Christianity like a white man can. And insofar as the African can never understand complex ideas or complex metaphysical spirituality like a white man, yes. But 
if we're doing a solar scriptorum or whatever it's called, strictly scripture, it does say that the word is for all nations. So, yes, you are right in some sense that we're like, yeah, they're never going to have a full sense of the faith the way a white man will just because they lack the intellectual capability. But as far as the word proper, it is to be taught to all nations per the Bible. I'd say we are we are the avatars, racial the racial avatars of of Christianity and and, and Christ's um, order, um, and the other races are merely subject to it. Oh yeah, I like it. All right, guys, man, let's go around the the horn here, man, and get everybody out here. Dark Enlightenment, thank you very much, brother. This is probably the best show we've ever had. This is the only show I can ever remember where we didn't take a break. We just went three hours straight with no break. So thank you very, very much for coming. Oh on, brother. no, it was a thank blessing you so having much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I've got my Telegram channel, um, and uh, I'm an occasional guest on the Third Rail. I just want to say that I'm a really big fan of both, well, all three of you guys actually. And uh, I really enjoy the program. Um, I think you do a wonderful job. Thank Shout you. out to the boys at uh, at Americana. They, they do a, a wonderful job. And uh, I mean, Night Nation, Night Nation is a, a wonderful show. Some of the best stuff in our thing. You guys are pieces. I mean, it's 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 it might you might not seem like much, but we are replacing the information system, and that's the first step. Oh, you wait till you see what I got coming, dude. I got a whole new oh, thing coming. It's, it's I know it. not even just my show, but there's a whole new like infrastructure coming along that's going to blow everyone's mind. Awesome. I, I know you'll, I know you'll accomplish it, brother. Hit me up privately if you need some help, like funds and stuff. Um, but anyway, no, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, if, if they weren't scared of us just talking, they wouldn't try so hard to keep us, uh, segregated from everyone else. I mean, they're, they are scared shitless of conversations like what we had tonight and i think that it's really important for those of you out there listening um to not just be a consumer you know push-ups are free man mm. you know you can you can do mm. you know do 100 push-ups a day it, you, you know if you can do five right now and then you fall down do five 20 times man and eventually you get to the point where you can do a thousand you do 100 push-ups every day and I'm not as good as I should be, but if, you know, like find your brothers, you know, do what you can and, and we'll go on to total victory, man. I, I, I believe that with all my heart, I believe it. Uh, I've given my life to this cause and, you know, I've fought for it for the last decade or more of my life. And I'm, I'm going to keep fighting it till they put me in the ground. But, uh, you know, I, I believe in my heart that, that this is the only alternative It's this or, or, 10,000 years of darkness. That's it. Those are the only choices. Either we win or civilization dies on the, on earth. That's it. True. True. That's it, brother. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, brother night nation. What do you got to say on the way out of here? I'm about to go live after this. So come check it out. If you're still up. Right on guys. And brother, of course y'all are welcome if you got time, but of course probably going to bed. Yeah. I'm taking my (laughs) ass to bed brother immediately. Uh, brother Akilah, what do you got to say? Um, I'd like to address a couple of things I said this evening really quick. Um, one regarding the weakness uh, around uh, drug use. I mean, pills and needles. I'm not a Puritan in that context. So uh, just for everybody listening, uh, that and uh, in Quebec, there's a strong tradition of something called humorism in French, humorism. And um, that's kind of a comedian, but that's not funny. That provides commentary. 
Um, and so anybody that listened to the Fed post that I made earlier, uh, please never take anything I say out of context. I'm a comedian and a humorist. Um, I won't call myself a comedian. I'm not that funny all the time, but definitely a humorist. Um, so that's for the feds. Fuck you. And uh, you can catch me at uh, National Socialist Fitness Club on Telegram. I offer free coaching services to our people. I've been a personal trainer for 15 years. I have over 15,000 hours um, face-to-face with clients. Um, and so I, I have um, solutions for you if you're struggling with your fitness and your nutrition. Um, and there's no cost attached to that. Um, beyond that, uh, Physique Friday on uh, Americana, we've only done three episodes to my memory and there's another one coming. I promise you this. So you could check that out as well. Um, and, uh, I just was very pleased to be on with DE tonight. Um, I missed the last episode, like I said, and I had this funny feeling we would have a, an amazing uh, episode and, uh, we've had about 10, 15 in a row that have built up. I think to this one, um, just felt really great about all of those shows. And this one was absolutely inspiring by the most moving that I've ever been a part of. So I got to thank you, brother DE, um, NNR, you're doing it, man. You do it every, every day, like, and you're bringing more things to the people. So, um, and then John, well, John, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity you give me uh, a couple of times a week to speak my mind to the people so um i'm just so proud everybody um and and i I strongly believe in in uh in the destiny of our race so i'll bless everyone that listened tonight and uh, we'll catch you uh well we'll watch a movie on sunday how about that yeah this sunday movie night we're watching some wild ass movie white tuber sent me it's something cherry it's like some weird 80s sci-fi film it's fucking hilarious so we're watching that uh so yeah definitely come check out movie night and guys as always, man, get yourself active, man. You cannot change my hearts and minds without shaking hands and kissing babies. Get out and meet your community. Become a pillar of your community. Become someone you would take orders for. Like I've always said, if you look in the mirror and you don't see a person that you would accept orders from, you got some work to do. And guys, uh, thank you all very, very much to everybody who donated tonight. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, everybody who joined the membership, uh, the Wignat membership thing. Guys, this weekend, I'm going out. I've got the map. Right here, I'll show you all the map. This weekend, I'm going out and I'm going to do some uh, recording for the the documentary, the little Gonzo documentary I'm going to shoot, and I'll upload all the raw footage to my members only thing. Uh, I'm going to do the the documentary itself. I'm going to release it to everybody because I want everybody to see it. But I'll put be posting all the raw footage in the members only section for you guys, man. So they'll give you all a little extra for for doing that for me. I greatly appreciate it. And as always, guys, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. One people, one struggle. God bless y'all family. Have a great night. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. Oh, Lord, this simple life just ain't enough.
our children in their sight. But if they don't have faith, their eyes are blind. 